Hello. This is your announcer, Chuck Blandington, and you're about to get blasted in the mouth with an all-new Metal Injection livecast. Darren isn't here this week, so for those of you keeping score at home, the total sleeve count for the room remains at 8. I repeat, it remains at 8. Here's the show. All right. It's actually, it's actually uh, 10. I'm glad I, I didn't wear my sleeveless, otherwise that would be a... Uh, we, we're all glad, Rob. Correct. <laughs> no, what? that would be the correct number. Oh, you're right. Oh, shut up, Sean. Welcome, everyone, to the Metal Injection Livecast. We are on the air, and we have a very special two hours today. It's always uh, a special two hours, Rob. Yeah. So, that's why I say it every week. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> a very special we have a special guest. We have, we have a, a special thing today. Uh, first of all, this is the conclusion of May. Uh, no, can I have a little uh, a reverb? This is the conclusion of uh, May. Uh, May. <laughs> May. May. Wait, hold on. <laughs> May. It, it doesn't on. work as well when I repeat myself. Mayhem month. Mayhem month. It's on Sean. Wrong echo. Can we get a new producer? Wait, what the hell? Are the, all the mics are messed up. Yeah, I can't hear myself at all. Yeah, who set this thing up? <laughs> there we go. Mayhem month. There, that was worth it. Yeah, Trivium. Matt Heavy of Trivium is going to be calling into the show in a little while. Are you guys excited? We thought that Woo. it was trivia night. Yeah. That's what stoked. No, yeah. Trivium. Trivium, the like band. We, we literally, trivium. Why did I study? We read Wikipedia well, before. Study. Isn't you that Latin study. for trivia? You read all of Wikipedia? Yeah, it? all of Wikipedia, waiting for Rob to get here. Wow. Yeah. What? <laughs> so yeah, Matt Heafy of Trivium will be calling in. That should be exciting. That'll be a little later in the show. And you may notice that there aren't as many Shlomo sound effects being played. Aww. That's because uh, Darren isn't here. Of course. So who's in place of Darren? Kind uh, of Frederick. Frank is, is in I'm, place? I'm not. I'm not sitting in his place. You're sitting in a seat. He's We're reserving his empty spot. Well, this is his new spot. There, there's out. a groove in that tin chair, and it belongs to Darren, and you're sitting in it. Oh, okay. How does it feel? <laughs> uh, it's kind of cozy. In. <laughs> cool. So uh, lots of stuff. <laughs> <happened>. <laughs> Uh, our, really our phone lines are jokes. blowing up right now, Rob. Oh, cool. Uh, I wonder if all these people want to talk to us or they want to talk to Matt Heafy. Well, let's find out and bum them out. Because <laughs> he's, he's not on the air with us yet. But uh, let's let's take some callers. Now, who do we have? We have someone with an area code of 516. It's Long Island. I can hear you. Long Island, are you with us? Hello? Hello. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? What's your name? And where? Uh, well, I know you're from Long Island. What's your name? Chris. What's up, Chris? None much. All right. Well, great. Great, great stuff. Why are you calling in? <laughs> what? All right, great. Let's go oh, to our next caller. Yeah, next next caller. This guy loses. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Are you I should have really gotten the sound effects from Darren. every sound yes. effect now that Darren is not here? Yes. I think so. I think we have to. Rawr. <laughs> I think you I have that pretty one. well. <laughs> Come on, guys. I, I could just do that. I'm here. <laughs> Balls. <laughs> so uh, do we have any other callers? Or sure. should we, we have, actually uh, uh, do something? We have area code 513. 
513, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you from? Awesome. Hello. Hello. I think that's Cincinnati, Hello. Ohio. Hey. Hey, what's up? Why are you calling in, buddy? What's, do you have a question or a comment? Or? Matt, I guess that's not for a while, is it? That is not for a while. We will announce when Matt is coming on the air. So everyone, if you're on hold waiting, you you can just waste your cell phone minutes. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll let or, them stay on hold. Or uh, you could chat with us. I mean, we're entertaining. But uh, let's kick the show off. Last week on Thursday, we went to uh, Rammstein. Who's we? Uh, the I world. sure did not. Me. Yeah, I did because not. Sid didn't go and Sean Everyone didn't but go. Sid and Sean in this room went. And Bruno, the dog. How did much did these go. tickets cost you guys? $70. Seventy bucks. Oh, Holy Jesus. fuck. Totally the good thing I, is that we did it months ago, so we really don't remember. Yeah. Feel and it. I almost got away with not paying Rob back. But then I felt I guilty. I told you to, totally, that you would forget. Yeah, I, Sid, Sid was trying to get me to trick you so that I wouldn't tricking, have to give you the $70. Bring it up. You're Rob would never have remembered. You <laughs> You're could, a terrible person. And if Rob was like, hey, Noah, don't you owe me $70 for the Ramstein? He'd be like, no, 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 I paid you back in March, remember? And he'd be like, uh, oh, all right. And I that know. would be but the end of it. I would never have the heart to do oh, that Oh, come on. Wow, so you never did pay me for those tickets that I paid for last year. You were just lying to me. <laughs> Which tickets would you pay for for me? That yeah. would never happen. Uh-huh. Mm. So anyway, the show was real. The show was really good. It was it was really like a full performance, like not just a band playing songs. So it wasn't just the rhythm section, is what you're saying. It was the whole band there. Yes, it was. That's exactly what I'm that's saying. Good. Thank Get you. Out. Yeah, th- it was just the band. No, there was like a, a really nice light show. There was a lot of a fire. Ni- it was nice. really nice. I, I, I would say. Am it was I underselling intense. it? I think so. Well, well nice what is it, just not a word typically associated it, with rock. It's band. extreme. Was go. it? No, it looked like it looked like uh, a room in the Matrix, like, like the, the laser well, Floyd. Well, there were lasers. They for kept a changing the set, so. Mm. Did you have to but wait? For I felt that? more like they expanded the set. Like they kept unveiling more of the set. Like uh, at, the, at one point at the end, it was just like so. It was like a Lady Gaga show. Yeah, okay. except with more gay people. Comparable, <laughs> comparable and to I, Lady Gaga. I haven't been to an arena show. I would say since Tattooed the Earth, which was like oh. that band Tattoo. You went to see them no, in an arena. It was oh, a tour. Tattoo oh. the Earth at Giant oh, Stadium. Oh, I thought you were talking about Tattoo, the band. You know, no, they that, didn't play a stadium. <laughs> But that, a stadium and an arena are two different types oh, of uh, whatever of venues. I don't know uh, what I'm saying. But no, there was a lot of fire, which was awesome. And we were pretty far back. Like, we were in the nosebleeds. $70 for nosebleeds? I don't think so. We weren't in the nosebleed because we were like the third row. We were the in the upper. We were the uppermost section. There was no section. Rob got a nosebleed, literally. Uh, well, Rob always gets a nosebleed in high altitudes. <laughs> This is completely inaccurate. Rob's eight feet stop, tall, though. Doesn't stop mean he's spreading always... rumors. Stop spreading false rumors. You're supposed to spread those when I'm not here <laughs> so that I can come back well, to following you. Well, you were late, me. so. Uh, not for the show, actually, and this is completely irrelevant to the show, so why are you bringing it up, Noah? Wow. Let's wow. talk about it right now. Okay. We just had ammunition Welcome to the intervention here. hour. <laughs> All I have to say in regards to your lateness, Rob, mm-hmm. earlier today, we, we, we send out an email chain about what we're going to have for dinner, mm-hmm. and everybody puts in their order and then mm-hmm. noah orders it and rob is the one that started the email chain today at about three saying mm-hmm. where we will order from mm-hmm. and then noah replied saying all right everybody just get me your order by six thirty, and we'll order it mm-hmm. rob the one who started the email mm-hmm. chain 
Sent his email with his order at 631. 631. Like, did you just, you were ready like at three o'clock. We're yeah. like, no, no. No, I didn't know, I didn't know what I, I knew what I wanted to order. I didn't so know. It took three hours. I knew the genre of food. It took me three hours to click the link. The genre yeah. of food. And then 31 minutes to yes. actually pick what you wanted. Yeah, exactly. Well, he had to like think about every single item on the menu. And yeah, I had to assess how, how it would, how it would take. Wow, is this like attack Rob hour? What's going on, you guys? Yeah, Darren's not here. I'm like, I'm you like, asked for like, it. Whoa, guys. You said let's talk. You're about ruining. It. You're ruining my high. Let's chill out. Are we harshing your mellow? <laughs> you're harshing my mellow, bros. <laughs> chill out, everyone. I don't like this. Uh, what else happened at Rammstein? Okay, first of all, one of the greatest like parts of Rammstein was pre-gaming in the car with Frank and Rob because we get to the place late, of course. Are you calling this alcohol or weed? Oh, why Why were we late this time, Noah? Why were we late to the oh, metal Oh, because end? my car died because I drove to Rob's house and I forgot I, I forgot to turn off my lights. Oh. And um, we went back to the car and my car wouldn't start, so Frank had to jumpstart my car. So, yes, Way we go, were Frank. late, but we didn't miss Rammstein. Saves the day. Who were the openers? Mm. Uh, uh, comedy comedy Christ, who were terrible from what other people were talking about. I know about. what they sound like. They're not great. Not my kind of thing. Yeah. So we just pre-gamed in the car before they We just there. smoked and we, we hotboxed the car so much that Frank um, cracked open his sunroof to let like some of the smoke out. <laughs> and was it, it was like the car was, yeah. Yeah, was steaming. Nice. And we opened the doors to like get out and just a bunch of smoke. Was so it was like a Cheech and Chong movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it was exactly it was like, like the it. Mr. Machine. We were so baked when we got there. Yeah. And uh, then it started. Then again, was- I'm always baked. So I can't really. But more baked than normal, I would say for myself. Well, yeah. Above averagely baked. So now did they have that BS where they used to have uh, the flames fly out of the back of the microphone or like the top of the guitars and stuff? Or was it just pyrotechnics no, on the stage? They, they I think did a lot of-, of Wasp. No, 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 that was like a buzzsaw coming out of I like that you say it's B- Why is it BS? I don't think it's, I think it's actually very I, someone awesome. Someone singing out of a of mic stand and then have a flamethrower coming out um, of the front of his Why is that, che- how is that cheesy? It, that it is added, awesome. I've seen look. Kiss. I, I, okay, I well, okay, it wasn't that, Kiss. That is cheesy. <laughs> That's the same thing. It's they not the same They weren't wearing cat suits. All, yeah. They don't wear cat suits. They wear cat, Kiss? one person wears cat makeup. And cat suits. No. No, they were like inter. Cat they're not. Suits, they're not cat furries. Suits are, are, are full full body suits. Yeah, Those spandex full body suits. Here's the deal. Kiss is fucking terrible. Yes. And if it wasn't for Kiss, there would be no bands like Rammstein or anything like that. If so it were, the terrible if it weren't Kiss for Kiss, though, you can't really stuff. say that though, because if it weren't for Kiss, a lot of bands wouldn't be around. Yeah. Rammstein yeah, sure. or not, though, not non-Rammstein bands. Yeah. So, but like stage. But all those band. Kiss were a band. Kiss were a band that in that era, if you were around, like everybody loved Kiss. I mean, I'll, I'll say everybody. that I, I prefer a band when you get to that level who puts on a show because the worst thing in the world is watching. And huge band in a stadium, and they do absolutely nothing. Yeah, you know, I could, it would be so boring. Metal, like, if the music's good, then that's all you need. No, no I, I completely disagree. You still what need to be like, visually stimulated. What about Slayer, they don't move around; they stand there and just do their thing. They okay. do have fire well, in their show now. They have, so. they have fire now. They have blood they've gotten and, from and also, level, but you know. they've gotten yeah. fire. Every arena show I've been to, when there's like pyrotechnics and shit, I it annoys me. 
I'm just like you don't wow. like being startled. I just want to. I'm here for the fucking music. No, it just came. It, I, but that's the thing I with Rammstein. You don't just go for the music. You go for the performance. Well, clearly, you don't go at all for the music for Rammstein because the music Why? is awful. No, the music Why? is great. <laughs> they're, they're We're all perform- living in America. <laughs> Sean, I'm sorry, but you have no say in judging music. The type of crap you listen to. Oh really? Yes. Oh, really, Chromeo? You really gonna go there? The thing? Yeah. Me? Sure. No. I like Chromeo. No. So what? That's terrible. I have a range of different genres of music that. I can appreciate Likewise. I'm not so narrow minded that I can only like one little really? yeah but your whole really, range really is on the, the crappy music list pretty much <laughs> so well, Trivium fans <laughs> this is the most music discussion I've ever heard on this show period <laughs> I thought what was really interesting about Rammstein is that there were all these different types of people. Like in front of us, there was this family of Asian kids and their mom was like standing on the chair dancing (laughs) from the beginning until the end. And at the end, that's when her kids stood up to dance. There was also this kid. He must have been tripping on acid because he came um, to like where you come in Mm -hmm. for the balcony and he was dancing. And then the security guard came and he's like, you can't stand here so the guy just kind of looked at him with like this blank stare and he's like okay and the guard started to walk him out and then the guy starts to dance again while, <laughs> while the guard is, is, is holding him <laughs> oh i like it so that was really fun and i have to say that like as you know it's a creative process it's yes okay fine mm. some bands it would be ridiculous for them to put on a whole stage show sure but there was more of a story happening. It's not just like pointless fireballs just being shot out of the stage. There's a story behind the fire? Yeah, like, you know, like they had... The, there was a lot of attention to detail, like Listen, the lights and stuff. They're a German band, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They need fire to burn the Jews, obviously. <laughs> what? How, how could German bands exist without fire? Obvious. That's probably the first time With anybody death. has ever made that joke about Rammstein. At least Good I haven't made a Columbine yeah. joke yet. I don't, what does that have to do with What does that have to do with anything? Weren't the kids at Columbine big Ramstein fans, remember? No? no I, I thought know. it was just like Manson or some shit. And Ramstein. Ramstein was the first band that was like stigmatized for that. I have to say, I it was one of the best shows that I have ever been to. Best live performance. Yeah, like I feel Noah like you guys are like shitting on it. Mm-hmm. But if you went, assuming that you you didn't have to pay the seventy dollars, because I know you would never pay that, sure. I feel like you guys would would be converted. You guys would really be like, "Wow, that was a very entertaining show." Like even if the, Rob, the music have you ever itself met me before, <laughs> I would be converted. I'm sorry, Are you I'm sorry. you're right, Sean. I think you would be into it. Yeah, I'd be, Sean, I think you would be into it because you appreciate were, shit. And shit there like were that. a lot of half naked chicks, mm. big boobs, see, just hanging like, out of I'm shirts. I'm a breast man, so I, that, I can get behind that. No, but see, I do have to say. <laughs> Um, I can the one thing I can appreciate about appreciate about Rammstein is the the occasional like funny music video they do like that one where they're all in the fat suits and they're right like I think that's outstanding they're really I would never good. listen to the yeah. song but watching them like like but totally rock out with giant fat that's, suits on was that's pretty much hilarious. what the show is like yeah. at one point like mm-hmm. for that song uh, pussy you know the yeah, one right. you have a pussy I have a dictor uh, <laughs> he brings out a giant cannon. And he like, like he straddles it, yeah, and then and like it starts shooting feathers. It starts shooting like semen. I thought that's feathers. been part of their thing for a while. Like the the phallus. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure they had, they tour the yeah. same. They had like, a different show. different kind of show. I think you're because there was a, a uh, years ago where they did like rape the keyboard player. Right. Yeah. And he had, but this is totally different when he saw. Oh okay. That, so. Oh yeah. They didn't rape the keyboard player. They just like set him on fire. Not set him on fire. They uh. 
electrocuted him in a, and, in a tub. And they put him on a... A raft. On a, yeah, they, on a they raft. They've done that for a while, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah they changed my, up the show. My favorite, my favorite bit, though, is when, uh, obviously, stage, like a fan runs on stage and is like, woo, woo, I'm on stage. And, and the singer had, like, a fire gun, and he shoots the fan, and it's like, yes, burn your fans. It's exciting. Wait, that guy was a fan? Yeah, well, I, I mean, it was, it's it's not. He wasn't a real fan, but he was pretending to like be. An actor. Oh. It was like yeah. an actor. Yeah. The first time I ever saw that was actually uh, Metallica when they did the James, James Hetfield. Hetfield. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was real, Frank. That, yeah. that actually happened. <laughs> yeah. No, no, Metallica did that on one tour. It Wait, was, Michael uh, Jackson? Wait, what? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, when awesome. the Black Album came out, they did this whole thing where like the rig totally fell apart, and then like the ambulance came, and then they were like playing by light bulbs, and it was like a whole big thing. So. I've seen that before too. Anyway, Lars is going to come after you for talking about it. Yeah. Watch out! Probably has Copyright Google alerts. Infringement. Yeah. yeah. We'll just ask him that we, you know, who he really is and what his band sounds like. Yeah. And the best part of Rammstein was that I went to the gynecologist before. Oh, that was definitely the best part. Did for you me use too. a flamethrower on that out? thing? And Rob didn't like that I texted him what I was doing. He was you also tweeted it to the world. It was, it was just a little surprise. It was, it was a little uh, out of left field. What was the tweet? Did you send him a picture? Yeah, that would have like been Like a great. POV shot with a speculum um, up in you? Here's my labia. I don't think my doctor would have let me take a picture. Wait, she already that. thought I was weird for smiling at her while she was like feeling my boob. Is she hot? Did you want to get with your gynecologist? Is this what's she's, going on here? She's hot in a Wait, weird way. She looks like a dyke. Your gynecologist feels your boobs? Yeah, do that's a part of that? the exam. I didn't know yeah, that. It's like a mammogram thing, right? Yeah, they like smash I think you had to go like, to a different specialist for that. No. It's not just a boob doctor. Like it's all part of the same so thing. What the fuck do I know? It's a feminine doctor. <laughs> See, that's why, doctor, that's, that's why, why I, I feel the for. need to talk about it to educate you guys. I know there's not a boob doctor. Come on, Frank. Frank, there's Sorry. no boob doctor. <laughs> Though Darren does own that DVD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a boobologist, I would be it. And that's what I would want to school for. Hands Career down. change. Yep. No, but it was great because I was excited because she gave me a vaginal and a rectal exam. Oh, did you have to get on all fours on your <laughs> no. side? Bend over? It was like no. the shocker. Well, she didn't use two. She used one in the pink and one in the stink. Oh, she's delicate. Oh, so metal horns. Did you ask her yeah. to do a couple more? <laughs> like, come on, I could I, Did she swing you around like a case of beer? <laughs> no. I mean, I really wanted her to check again, but she said it was fine. Because it was quick. It was like three seconds, but it was Wait, like, back oh, back in wow. the ass or back in the pee? Both. Okay. Right. You are right, Rob? I'm okay. This conversation is too much for you? A little too much. I'm a little freaked out. Cooties. Gross. You don't like girl anuses? Oh, Girls I've, inspecting girl anuses? Uh, in the right context, yes. In a medical <laughs> context, no. Why? You could do like the medical fetish stuff. Not have it? Like a doctor's office is like, I feel to me, the least sexually attractive place. I just want to be in and out. Mm -hmm. I, I, I never want to be in and out. I never, right, right. Am I no, right? Wrong. No, the burger joint. <laughs> what? So when you watch You're a porn with a setting that's in a doctor's office, do you? I will not. Turn I will not download that porn. <laughs> really? I, I what if it's a foxy I love doctor? Those ones. Yeah. Hello, nurse. <laughs> Darren just texted me asking if there's something wrong with the chat room, which I assume means the chat room is at capacity. Uh, actually, I've, what crazy. I've noticed is there are now two chat rooms. What? Because I am in a separate chat room. Holy shit! After 80, they, there's like a new chat room. So. That's absurd. Yeah, it's crazy. Why can't we just have an unlimited chat room? I don't know. Because um, then you have to pay 40 bucks a month. No. That's not accurate at all. 
the chat room. Why can't you just write a code, Rob, that creates a metal injection? Yeah, You're right. It's developer. all my fault. Why, why can't you guys create the code? We're why not you web learn, developers. Why don't you learn for the, sh- for the show? The why do I have to do everything? <laughs> why do I have to do everything, you guys? It's your job. It's your website. Yeah. This is our show. We're though. content providers for your website. You're welcome. We make yeah. jokes and we make you laugh for free. Right. This is your world. We're just living in it. You're right. You okay. So why don't you guys shut up? Then <laughs> it's my world. Okay. Doesn't seem to work. Fine. Um. Do we have any callers? We have so many callers. Let's take a caller. That last robust time. chicken in the chat room says, "Rob, do a better job." Oh, thanks, Sid. Thank you, robust chicken. <laughs> robust. I like robust. Chicken. <laughs> I'm hungry okay, let's, now. Let's yeah, try 717. Awesome. No, you're great with the phone picks today. <laughs> Me? That's right. 717. What's up? Hey. Oh, there we go. What's your name and where are you from? I'm from Pennsylvania. And your name? I'm Chase. What's up, Chase? Hi, Chase. Nothing much. Uh, how's it going? Good. Uh, what, did you call in to talk to Matt Heafy? No, I actually called to get information on your new album. Oh, on our new album? Well, it's going to be in stores <laughs> it's in brutal. a month. There's um, going to be a lot of confrontations Rob is going to be singing Hollywood. Hollywood. Can I just say there's somebody in the chat that said female radio lady sounds hot? <laughs> Noah, I, th- I don't know. Thank you. That's me. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to get that out there. You should have a name tag that says that. Female radio lady. <laughs> yes. When you go to your job, you know? Serious. Actually, it is. It's on my work ID. Rob is the female male radio, radio lady. lady. Rob is the male radio lady. <laughs> That's the distinction. <laughs> I'm the MRL. <laughs> and yes, she is actually hot for the person asking. Yes, yeah, she's. Well, thank she you, She has Sid. a bit of a fever. Uh, That's debatable. Womp, womp. What? Oh, now you guys go at it. I didn't hear. What did you say? He said it was debatable that you were hot. Oh, I thought he called me a hipster bagel. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, a hipster bagel. Oh, well, I'm like, is I this mean, a new term? He, I don't know. He has called you that off air. Yeah, that was <laughs> never, behind your back. Never, never on air. Fucking uh, hipster bagel. <laughs> <laughs> hipster bagel is uh, the early contender for episode title. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Chase, you should just hang on the line because we don't have Matt Heafy just yet. Yeah, he'll be on a little later in the show, in the second hour. I mean, you are right. moving to hipster Mecca. You are Jewish, and you have a hole. It yeah. could be... You know, Open up true. a bagel shop. There aren't that many in your neighborhood, is one there? One just opened, actually. I'm very, I'm very <gasps> happy God. about it. Is it called it. hipster bagels? There's one right on Bedford. It's called... Uh, a nice ba- one. Yeah, one on really Bedford. Bird. Yeah, Bedford is, is not my neighborhood. You could walk there. Sure, I could. For a bagel? There, there. Well, yeah, no. There's well, definitely I mean, well, on Bedford. If you were there going to places. work, you could pick it up on the way to work. But anyway, uh, and what? <laughs> uh, can we mute Sean's microphone since this is my world? Uh, that would yeah, be nice. Please. Um, no, I'm not muting his mic. I like so, that he's irritating you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to a music break. <laughs> then. Let's, no. Uh, let's get this going. I'm Come done. On. Hey. Rob. Rob is going to beat me during this music yeah. break. We Why even, is my... We even talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Music break fail! <laughs> wah, wah. There we go! No. Just turn it down. I hope that's not one of my picks. It's... Oh, I'm going to delete all your picks. No! Yeah! Stop it. We'll see who has all the power. Move them to the bottom. I'll just plug my computer in and turn yours off. 
<laughs> and then we're just going to be hearing Angra for I'm gonna 30 take, minutes. I'm going to take the player off the website. There will be no more live cast. Who wins then, Noah? Who wins then? The listeners. Us, because <laughs> you don't make any money. Yeah, yeah. The, the, we're really banking on the live cast funds. Me, me and Frank, uh, our, our whole tri- Sweden trip yeah. was paid for by the live cast. Actually. Yeah. This actually pays for all our drugs. So, yeah. you know, we thank so you. So you guys are at a loss. Yep, absolutely. There you go. So this is the last live cast, everyone. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you never again. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we're back, we're back. Uh, oh, no, it's, it's a little yeah, early to take a music break. We're not ready. Uh, but other than Rammstein this week, I had jury duty on Monday, which uh, I wanted to bring up. So how did it feel to wake up early and actually go somewhere? It was uh, actually kind of, I actually enjoyed that. I enjoyed the commute. Enjoyed having to leave my house. Yeah. I did not enjoy having to wake up at 7.45 in the morning because I think... Oh, yeah, it must be terrible, When did you have to huh? be there? Uh, 8.30, but I totally got there late because I didn't give a fuck. Well, you're always late, fashionably. Yeah. Fashionably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was fashionably late to jury duty. <laughs> totally. It doesn't really matter, though, because they put you in a room for a couple hours anyway. Before yeah, that's right. You, you know what I realized for... I, when I actually try to be early for certain things, like I was early for my five-hour driving course, I was, and I realized that five hours, yeah, to get your wow. to get your license, uh, it was really more like three and a half hours. But uh, I realized for those type of things, they factor in a half an hour for people to show up late. Mm-hmm. So there's no re- if you show yeah. up early, mm-hmm. you're the one that's fucked. Yeah, they don't start the video until like forty minutes. Yeah, in. you're mm-hmm. sitting there. So yeah, I've I, I've decided. Well, if they say eight thirty, that really means they're starting at nine. So I made sure. Woke up, took a shower, took a couple of bowl hits. Yep. Took my time. We had and the joint across the street from Santos. Why would you no, shower? I was in, the, in, in Brooklyn. Oh, bummer. Uh, Why what? Would you, wait, you showered before jury duty? Sure. That's good Why way would to get you do that? He has to do it once a week, though. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was Monday. It was on the schedule. <laughs> Wouldn't no, it be better to go there with like flies coming uh, out of your pants? No, well. It was to, more to wake me up than to oh, uh, I see. smell good. Did you wear your killer jacket? I wore. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> no, I wore. I wore uh, the Charles Manson oh, screen nice. prints. Yes. A life once lost shirt that I have. Sweet. Is this nice. real or no? Did you? What? Yeah, totally. Oh, I have a hundred percent wore it. <laughs> yes. uh, I did not yeah. want to serve mm-hmm. on. I wanted. I loved. Any, it. I loved every minute of it. That dude. Mm-hmm. It's such a. I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't want to commit the time. You mm-hmm. obviously. Maybe I got out of my day job. Yeah. If I if I right. if I had a day job that I hated, it like, done, like yeah. working for Viacom. Exactly. I would uh, definitely. Uh, we were get done out by like it. two or three every day, and I just went home and took a nap. It was amazing. So. I don't know. What? Uh, but anyway, Sean takes naps. I like naps. At work. <laughs> yep. No. Uh, so we're anyway. talking about jury duty right now. <laughs> you want to get into the conversation? Uh, so I get there, and and it starts, and you know, there's. The awesome video from like 20 years ago with yes. Diane Sawyer yes. telling you how it's like important. I, like the whole, I felt the whole time, every person that you run into that works there is trying to convince you how important of a duty it is to serve on, on jury duty. Like, really, they're trying to convince themselves. Yeah, they're like, you don't know, a lot, everyone that does it tells us, wow, you know, this was a really great experience and I really <laughs> learned something about our justice. And I'm like, shut the fuck up and let's get through this. Mm-hmm. And it's okay, you show up, you're in this giant waiting room they actually have wi-fi in there now which which was incredible that was that was awesome mm-hmm. and then this woman comes out it's poor poor i feel so bad for her 
because then she has to uh, explain the instructions for filling out your your jury duty card. What a horrible job! And and yeah, just like giving you instructions on filling out forms because there's like two Especially forms. Especially half people in the audience don't speak English. Yeah. Right. So she has to repeat everything too, and like just her her cadence is so hilarious because she's just like. Uh, when we were filling out the form, she's like, all right, take out the form and look at section C. That C is in cat. Okay, <laughs> look at section C as in cat. Now, where it says first name, put your first name. Where it says first name, put your first name. Where it says date of birth, put your date of birth. Oh, boy. <laughs> where it says date of birth. Put your date of birth. It's more she complicated than the SAT. She had to repeat everything. <laughs> it's as if she Maybe was explaining she, it to my mom. Where, where Maybe it she's says, had OCD and just had Where it say. says County Mark Kings. That's 24. Mark Kings County. Where it says County Mark number 24. <laughs> like it's, it was, I could not, it was ridiculous. And then you get called into another room and then they take attendance to make sure everybody they called actually showed up. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you got to actually sit in the yeah. jury picking process? Okay. Uh, yeah, I got called in, and I got picked as a juror in the first... I was a first-round draft pick mm-hmm. in the jury duty thing. And then I'm sitting in the jury box, and I'm like, oh, shit. I'm, like, almost there. I really need to get yeah, out of this. That sucks. And, uh, no, trust me. It's awesome. Uh, sure. By the way, sure. the only other context for Rob would be a first-round draft pick is in a baby back rib-eating contest. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking contest? I think, Shrimp I think. cocktail? Mm. Come Shrimp on, cocktail guys. contest. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, forget I it. I take it back. Forget it. I take I, it only back. Two I would like to go toe-to-toe with you on a shrimp cocktail. Oh, dude, it. I would crush. I'm okay. sorry. I just totally crush. Sean has an advantage because he looks like a shrimp. It's true. <laughs> Same skin as have, one with the and shrimp. And I have a cocktail. <laughs> Rob looks like the poop strip on the back of the shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> the mud vein. <laughs> Never also his favorite band. <laughs> Now you know what, guys? I am offended by that. I I admit to liking Limp Biscuit and Corn at stained. one point in my life. Three eleven. And stained. And three eleven. Edema. I like trivia. Well, shut up. Fine young cannibals. But I never, ever, ever like Mudvayne. Not even when they're the face that, paint. That digs. That too digs far. Too, they won too far. far. Not too even far. when they won the MTV Two Award that one year. On the VMAs. I, res- yeah. I respected yeah. them for their. <laughs> <laughs> For their their appearance and showing up and representing for Hard Rock, hard but rock. I would never. <laughs> oh God! So there's no mud vein on your iTunes, not a single no, track. Uh, I, let's, <laughs> check. let's check. Let's, let's check. check. I bet you Dig is but on no, there. <laughs> is there a Dig Nothing. remix? Ravishing Woo. Recruit says Mudvayne is not as bad as Limp Bizkit, by the way. Whatever. They all suck. I, I I don't like. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Uh, well, jury duty. Yeah. So then I get picked on the jury mm-hmm. and uh, the judge, again, trying to convince everybody that, you know, this is going to be fun and it's fun? worth it. But then also he told you have me a dude that, or a broad. It was a dude. Wait. So the judge came out before the trial and he was like, all right, guys, this is going to be the greatest moment of your lives. Pretty much. Well, the, tri- the trial, this was the trial, though, like it was happening. It was the jury selection and it was a gun possession case. Nice. Nice. Uh, oh, nice. And the guy was Blick. So I figured I had an advantage in the sense that I was white, that his his defense attorney would not want me on the jury because I probably, you know, so I'm like, all right, but I'm going to, I'm going to. But gonna, to be fair, you could pass for Hispanic or Arabic. But I guess. You're not I, like I, I, white I, I, I get Italian all the time. But when I, when I was on the jury, the 
the two defendants was one was Latino, one was black. What was your and case? We only had one. It was a knife point robbery. Okay. And so it was two guys, black kid, uh, Latino kid. But there was only like one person of ethnicity besides Caucasian on the entire jury. Mm. So I don't know if that rationale really works out. Okay. Well, I'm glad I didn't, I didn't mm. stick by that. Yeah. Because then, you know, they questioned each juror and they were like, you know, have you ever been robbed? Mm. And I said, yes. And they were like, was there a gun involved? No. Will this affect your decision making? Uh, and then they were like, do you have any friends who are, uh, or family who are cops? And I'm like, yes, I have a lot of friends. I, I don't, I don't want, I don't want guys. I have a lot of friends. <laughs> I have a lot of friends. <laughs> I made to sure to you say You're like that Dave Mustaine. You have friends in the FBI. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I feel like I'm friends with Dave Mustaine and yeah. he's yeah, friends with you. Yeah, you met him once. It's fine. So it works. Uh, but then, yeah, she's. Uh, then the judge was like, "Will you be? You know what? No, no I believe we had a rule. We everyone heard it, and we had a rule that there would be no eating yeah. during the yeah, show. You sent I out want, which emails. you started. I want the listeners to know there's a reason I don't bring pretzel rods anymore because this no because I'm a Nazi. Let's bring this all up on yeah. the air. You better now. be sure whatever that is. You better have enough for the whole class. No shit. Open it. Yeah, I do. Anyway, so can, can I finish? Yeah. So then he's like, "Do you think you'll be a fair juror?" And I was like. To be honest, I'll be a little biased. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be that's, a little biased. That's the only way to get out of any, everything. Yes. And then he, he was like, can I have a sidebar? And I'm like, ah. Yeah. And then he drags me over and he's like, why do you think you would be biased? I'm like, well, I was mugged. So, you know, I'm going to hold that bias because it was a really startling experience. Right. He's like, oh, really? I mean, you know, uh, can't you just take While you're, like, while you're this pussy? hulking dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was fucking. Rob, <laughs> you should have been like, I got pulled over on the Palisades and the cops took all my drugs. When the car got searched, <laughs> and I almost got arrested. But yeah, no. But then I would, I would, listen to I would be. I'm still in therapy for it. But. Anyway, yeah. So then, yeah, I just got dismissed by basically saying I was racist. You never got called in again. No, that was the that was the beauty of it. I, I went back to the waiting room, and then at like three thirty, they were like, "All right, we're out of trials for the day. You have to go back. You're all excused. Nope. Eight years. I don't have to go to jury duty now. What the fuck? See? I had to go two days in a row, and then it's only a six year. That's break. because you're not in Kings County. Yeah, yeah Kings County. You go you once. Live, you, where do you live? Manhattan. Where? How do you say it? <laughs> Manhattan. I, I really, is that? <laughs> can someone else say it so Manhattan. I hear the right way? No, I'd rather I I'd rather say it. Manhattan. <laughs> Is that wrong? <laughs> it's not just that say it's the wrong. City. It's just, say the city. just say New York City. I, I usually just say like city. a retard, <laughs> like the Mario brother. <laughs> 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 Fucking dumbass. <laughs> Wait, what uh, is it? What? What is it? Anywho, <laughs> so two days and then six years. Right, so we had to go. Yeah, sucks so, for you. No, 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 it was wonderful because I got myself on a jury. I loved it. Oh, okay. Well, you were into the experience. Yes. So that I was on, it was like eight or nine days. It was great. Ugh. No, I didn't have to uh, work for eight or nine days. We went in like 11. Yeah, but then you show up at work and then you have eight or nine days of work piled up at your they desk. They said, we're not coming into the court because it might snow tonight. And I was like, this job is awesome. So they got pushed back. And then you know that big storm that we had, the second big storm that we yeah. had? So they're like, it's supposed to start snowing in the night, but we're just not going to come in that day at all just in case. And I'm like, that's cool. I'll see you guys on Monday. It was great. Did you so, go into work that day? No. That's right. <laughs> I told them that I had jury duty. I had duty, the same so. thing. I was on a yeah. fucking jury for like two weeks. I was yeah. an alternate. Mm -hmm. And after like the second day of the trial, one the first alternate mm -hmm. got put into the real jury. Oh. So I was the only alternate nice. left. So while they were all deliberating, I'd spend entire days by yes. myself in a separate well, jury. I'd no, knock through no, like a dozen the, books. We had the alternate come off? inside with us. Yeah. Oh, when when it was in court, yes. Yeah, but yeah, when yeah. they were deliberating, I right. was separate. No, they would they would just boot it. No, 
During the deliberation, they just said, go home. We no, they had me wait there the whole oh. time. But the thing is, if I sit still too long, I fall asleep. Like, it doesn't matter. I could be sitting first row in a college class, and I will fall asleep if I have to sit still too long. Standing so in line at we'd Chipotle. come in for the jury, and invariably, 15 minutes into the whatever proceedings was going on, I would be out. And somebody, like the old Puerto Rican woman next to me, would have to elbow me to wake me up. And I snore sometimes, so I'm sure like I was like, I don't, what, what, the, what, the, what the fuck do I care? I had nothing to do with it. My opinion didn't even matter, mm-hmm. but it was ridiculous. It was like two weeks. Yeah, just sitting by myself in a room. I wanted to just keep on going, man. Going into well, yeah, I enjoyed home it. at like two thirty. Like if they dismiss us rolling. like at ten o'clock in the yeah. morning or something, I'm like, I could go to work and actually no, work shit, a full yeah, day. But fuck, fuck no. that, nobody knows. I went home I'm going and just home. drank myself into a nap and then just fucking nice. had a great day. There you go. <laughs> Rob does that anyway, so for him, it's just now I have to do it somewhere else. <laughs> hey, got some callers. We do have a few callers, but I'm sure they're all for for uh, Trivium. But uh, we're going to take a music break, and then we will be back with more show. I don't like music. Get out. Get we're out gonna, of gonna, this we're gonna, we're Play gonna, all Rammstein. We're going to extract <laughs> yes, that. Yes. I can take my headphones off. You know that, right? We'll, uh, we'll blast... We'll blast our headphones. So I'll just follow it. you around with my, with my laptop, <laughs> and I'll just play it. Ghetto blaster. <laughs> Mm, yes. All right. So yeah, let's start with Rammstein again for the second week in a row. It better be America. Don't yeah. play America. Here's America. <laughs> Let's do it. 
put down your shofars, kids. Because tonight the Metal Injection live cast is going to be, like recess at the concentration camp. A big sloppy bunch of Jews, BSing about nothing important, and waiting to die. Enjoy the show. All right. Ramstein approves of that uh, bump. <laughs> they would. Why is there farting sounds? It's just a motorcycle <laughs> outside. Nobody else can hear it. Or it's Sid. You can definitely Sid's hear it. anus talking to you. No, if I farted right now, I might shit myself. Hey-ho! <laughs> like a- so that means Sid has to take a poo. I kind of do as well. <laughs> good, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> we need one of them SNL love toilets. Oh, where we could sit like facing it. each other while we mm-hmm. shit. Hold hands. I kind of want to sit on it backwards. Yeah, well, we see Slater, be- that yeah. shit. Slater. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I think I think we've made everyone patiently wait long enough. It's time to get our special guest on the line. Who's that? Uh, this guy. His name is Matt Heafy. He plays guitar in trivia. Yep. How you guys doing? Hey, Matt. How's it going? Thank you for uh, taking the time to call in. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me back, man. It's, it's, it's been a while. Yeah. So you guys uh, just got back from Australia. Yeah, Was- I think we got back about Saturday night. So we're also a little, a little out of whack. It was like about 18 months since we've been on tour. So I've uh, been waking up at three a lot lately. Yeah. It's a rock and roll lifestyle, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, 3 a.m. like after going to sleep at like, you know, like 11 p.m. kind of mix up thing. Oh, that kind of 3 a.m. Yeah. I thought 3 p.m. No, <laughs> no, no, 3 a.m. <laughs> what time do you yeah, usually wake up? Before. What time what? What time do you usually wake up if your schedules are not crazy? Um, when I'm on tour, it's like, uh, it, it's usually pretty late. It's like, I guess midnight to three or so is like bedtime. And then waking up around 10 to one, you, just, you don't really have nothing to do in the, the beginning part of the day. But when it comes down to me being home, I'm kind of the old man of the band. I'm usually like in bed by 10, asleep by 11, awake by seven or 8 AM. So yeah, it's very unrock and roll schedule at home. Wow. Wow. You just lost about a hundred fans. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, no. They already knew. They already knew. They knew I'm the old man. Uh, by the way, you can call in and you can talk to Matt by calling our live line, which is 646-929-1357. And Matt, you guys were in the studio. We, me and Frank, who is also here, we traveled down to Orlando in January, like at the beginning of you guys recording. And then you guys took like, you took your sweet time recording. You took yeah, like three yeah. months recording, right? Um, no, let's see. I think in January, that would have been the demos we were doing. Cause I heard that I had just missed you somehow. I don't know how, but, um, let's see, we've been writing this same record for about a year and a half. We demoed it for about eight months and we we're supposed to come out, I think in June or maybe it was supposed to come out like months ago, but stuff kept happening. Like, uh, for example, you know, we were about to start the record and then Rotor got bought by Warner brothers and then it had like a whole restructuring and then that forced us to have to change things the way, like, you know, it was like we were about to start the record. They're like, okay, well, we just got bought by someone who's here's the new terms of agreement, so this is how you have to do the record now. So it was like one of those things that kind of held it up for about a month or so. And then uh, the band that Khan was with, I guess they had some schedule stuff like that happen as well. So it pushed their record back that they were doing. And when Khan starts a record with the band, he finishes it. Like, it, it's from start to finish, no matter how long it takes. So as everything goes with the music industry, you never really know. You can't really ever adhere to schedules because it's always changing. Um, but yeah, uh, when we actually started the record, it took us about three months or so of tracking 
Um, it's going to take maybe two months to mix, and Colin and the team are working on that right now. And uh, it's, I think our first mix comes in tomorrow. Oh, okay. So you're at the mixing phase now. Yes. Cool. And do you have, like, a, is there a firmer release schedule planned now that you're at the uh, mixing the latest, phase? The latest I've heard is an August, like mid-August release. I think it's supposed to happen on the same day that we're playing the Oklahoma City show. I think we're timing it out so that the German release date is the day we play with Judas Priest um, in Germany, the day that we're missing the Mayhem show. And then the day we play with Maiden the next day, I think it was like two days after the UK release. So it's kind of like that kind of thing. Oh, nice. So, yeah. name uh, dropper. <laughs> yeah, you know, so we're playing with Maiden and uh, then we're hanging out with Led Zeppelin that night. And, hanging out with Led Zeppelin, <laughs> singing. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you, so the the record is is like on your end done. Do you guys have a title for the record? Yeah, actually, we've been we've been working on the album's art for almost about a year now. Uh, with uh, see, there's a bunch of different people involved with all the different stages of the art, but we're not releasing anything yet. Like we have everything, yes, but we can't give any of it out. Are you gonna have like those dry uh, noodle composites? Yes. I mean, a macaroni a collage. Time, yeah. <laughs> Can you give us? That comes with the CD. Can you give us the first letter of the album title? Just the first letter. We'll name it for you. I'll give you a hint. It's it's a it's a vowel. It's a vowel. vowel. Okay, yeah. that narrows it down to about five. Uvula. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what what if it's just called I like the Mashuga album? What if it's just called album? Mm. Oh, mind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> He's speechless. He's like, well, that's it. Now we have to change the album <laughs> title. Free, yeah. it You're allowed. Free of charge. You have it. Funny, but I could. <laughs> so we had stupid work. We had stupid working title names. I remember there was a rumor that this album was supposed to be called Ambition, and it's definitely not called Ambition. But that was really funny if it would have been called Ambition. Mm. It just reminds me of like a like a mid two thousands kind of positive hey. metalcore album. Like but hey, it was. Hey, breed perseverance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess they've already done it. <laughs> All right. So uh, we have a ton of callers on the line. Apparently people right. people like you guys. We're going to start out with TJ. TJ, are you there? Yo. TJ, what is your question for Matt Heafy? Um, well, first off, I just wanted to say he's freaking awesome. Uh, secondly, the question. Um, he, he can hear you. What's yeah. up with your, with your um, signature guitar you just announced the other day? Um, wait, is this the, your voice sounds really familiar. Did we go to high school together or no? No, we did not go to high school, okay. but I live pretty okay. close to where you grow up. Uh-oh. And, okay. I, thought, I, yeah. I thought you were a TJ that I knew. So I was like, oh, wait a second. Um, yeah, fucking wish, dude. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, the signature, the signature guitar. Um, let's see. So we've been kind of, I've been emailing back and forth with Epiphone right now and we're, we're kind of getting the specs out. It's definitely going to be a Les Paul custom body shape. Um, and today on Twitter, like a lot of people are talking about like, oh, why is it an Epiphone and not a Gibson? And for me to do what I wanted to do, which is a Les Paul custom with my specs and all these different things that are going to be going on on the guitar, um, for a Les Paul custom be in the price range of like four to $7,000, which no one, including myself, can afford for a signature guitar of anyone. Um, so when it came down to being able to do it to Epiphone, I know that we'll be able to work out the specs to a point where it'll be exactly what I want to make and exactly what I feel like 
you know, our fans will appreciate that. That way, people that wanted to have it could afford it versus, you know, it being impossible to afford. And what's great about Epiphone is, is I've been, you know, I've been to the factories and stuff, and I've been to where they make the custom shop gifts and stuff, the USA gifts and stuff, and the Epiphone stuff, and it's all done uh, amazingly. Like, I was really impressed when I went down and saw the Gibson Custom Shop, and, and I know that the same quality work follows suit with Epiphone. So, um, definitely have EMG 8185. Uh, it's going to be set to standard tuning for people, but our new record's in, in drop D-flat, and uh, the paint job will be cool. It'll, it's going to be, like, there'll, there'll be some details I'll hold off on, like, but um, it's basically going to be modeled after my main Last Fall Custom, the one that's in the Flies video. Hell Yeah. Cool. Thank you for your question, TJ. Don't you think it's it's really uh, funny how um, nope. like music instruments and all that stuff is so expensive? Meanwhile, musicians probably make the least amount of money, and they probably like yep. can't afford anything. The least amount yeah. of money uh, of it, who? Employed people. I think I probably make less. Yeah, musicians make more than me. My signature being modeled after a guitar that I've had since I was 12, so I'm obviously still playing it for, for reasons <laughs> like that. All right, let's let's uh, get some more fans on the line. Uh, we have. I have to say though that my first guitar was also an Epiphone. It was like a starter pack, and I still have it today. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, my my very first guitar ever. Actually, the first one I was ever pictured with, I was like six months old, and it was like a Steinberger G2. It's the kind without the headstock. I wasn't playing it, obviously, but uh, that's still my, my, it's still at my parents' house, which is pretty awesome. Wow. Do you know my mom can wail on a little uh, cherry Yamaha with a starter amp? Really? Yeah. She, uh, that's pretty awesome. She, she played in, like this, in the school band. I think His mom school. is Nancy Wilson from Mark. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. <laughs> no, really? Like in her school band, she picked electric guitar. Nice. I, whatever, you know? She wanted to be Joni Mitchell, I guess, but no one told her that was acoustic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to be Nancy Wilson. That's Come right. on, go That's with right. it. All right, now we have... Yeah. Uh, let's get him on the line. We have Rodolfo on the phone. That's not a real name. Yes, it is. I think it's Rotoflow. <laughs> Rodolfo. That's my Rodolfo. Rodolfo, are you there? Yep. Uh, you're on thank the air. You, thank you for the comments. Yes. <laughs> Actually, where are, you, where are you from, Rodolfo? Hold on. Actually, right now, I'm in California. Oh, okay, cool. Rodolfo was my Spanish name chosen for my Spanish class in high school. Nobody cares. Great. Care. Rodolfo. <laughs> that, that was great. That was great. Thanks, Sean. I care because I thought it was Rotoflow, and that's what I wanted to be. Well, uh, Rodolfo, what is your question for Matt Heafy, who is also on the line with us? <laughs> I'm gonna ask my AZ if I should buy a Dean seven string, or if I should wait for a seven string model Corey's. Um, I yeah, I'm sure the company wouldn't be too stoked with me saying anything bad about them. But I mean, if it's any indication, it's like you know, me and Corey don't play their music. And uh, I think it's you know, it's all down to personal preference. I'd say you know, try everything out, try what you like, because everyone when when it comes down to guitar brands, people are, are you know as intensively elitist with guitar brands that they that they think that they like to play better than anyone and anyone else could be you know it, it's almost like talking to someone about their like political affiliation when it comes to guitar brands let's say try out what you want to try out but you know it's all about what you like you know it's obvious that me and Corey didn't dig the stuff and that's why we're not with it anymore but um yeah Corey's gonna have his out pretty soon I'm gonna have my out eventually I think we're doing a seven string one of mine as well I'm not entirely sure but uh you should try everything though but it, it's hard to judge at a music 
because usually it's set up by someone at the music store or it's shipped factory and it and it isn't really set up right. Um, that's good to know. If you've got some friends who've got brands that you want to try, and you know, and you can you can play like a really cheap guitar, and if it's set up by the right tech, it'll be amazing. So it, it's true. really a matter of personal preference. But um, try be before sure. you or buy. It would sway you towards it. Well, right. just watch out because uh, Rodolfo is going to find you at Mayhem Fest, and he's going to ask you to set up his guitar. Oh, I'm really bad at setting guitars up. That's, that's, why we, that's why we have amazing guitar techs. I, I'm not capable of even restringing my own guitar anymore. <laughs> well, I could do that, but not that well. Awesome. Let's uh, keep the questions going. We got... Uh, Thanks, man. Uh, Kaleeb on the phone? Kaleb? Caleb. Kaleb. 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 Of course Rob would go to Kaleeb before Caleb. Of course Rob would. Sorry. Hello? Hey, what's up? Whoa. What's up? I've got like major delay going on. You should lower your speakers. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it on speakerphone. Let me turn it off. Okay, that's why. That's why. Alright, hello? Yes. Um, what's up? Uh, um, you tell us. What's your question? I was gonna ask. Um, I was gonna ask Matt what was like when. What do you think the album's gonna come out, and what what album? What other album of theirs is it like more influenced by? Like, does it sound more like Shogun or like Ascendancy or whatever? Yeah. Um. Let's see. We're hoping that it comes out around mid-August. Uh, I I think it was mid-August. It's whenever the Oklahoma City show on Mayhem is whatever month or date that is. I know that that's the date it's supposed to come out in the U.S. Um, it, it's hard to say which one it sounds most like, but uh, I mean, I can say to date, my favorite one that we've ever done is Ascendancy, our second of four. That, that, that's been my favorite. Um, there's, there's a lot of experimentation on Crusade and Shogun. I, like Crusade was the opposite of everything Ascendancy was, and Shogun was kind of pulling elements from every single record, uh, whereas this one doesn't sound like any of the other ones at all. But uh, I, with this record, it sounds more like us than ever. Because with the other records, you could go, okay, well, maybe this sounds like this kind of music or this sounds like this kind of band, or maybe it pulls from here or there. Whereas this is just definitive our sound. There's nothing that really deviates from the path of what the CD is. It's all in the realm of itself. Uh, I know it's really broad, and that doesn't really answer too much of it. Uh, yeah, it, it's a whole new thing. It's a whole new thing. It's not like anything that, that we've done before. Again. Cool, and uh, I just looked it up, and August 9th is the day of the uh, Oklahoma City Show at Mayhem Fest. August so, 9th? Okay, cool, yeah, so it's supposed to be on that, that date. So August, night, August 9th is when Trivium's new record album hits stores. Is that accurate? Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> cool, all right, let's keep the, the questions going. Thank you. Cool, uh, thank you. Thank you, Caleb. Caleb? Caleb? Caleb. Oh, really? <laughs> Uh, we have another Matt on the line. Matt, you're on the air with Matt. Awesome. Hey, what's up? Hi, Matt. Oh. How you doing, Matt? Matt's excited. Hey, I'm pretty good. I just wanted to say you're like huge inspiration to me, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and uh, I, just, I was just wondering, you know, on the new album, uh, lyrically, you know, how is it any different than, you know, stuff that you've written before? Oh, uh, let me think. Uh, with... Ember and Ascendancy, they're both kind of in the same realm. They're both a lot of personal stuff, a little bit of, like, social uh, things, you know, things that I saw around me. With Crusade, it was a lot of sociopolitical, maybe drawing more from specific current events and a couple other bits here and there. You know, obviously some things coming from personal. 
Shogun, there was a lot of mythology influence. There was a lot of Japanese history influence. With this new record, the long answer for the short answer is basically that there is no right or wrong answer on what anyone's going to perceive on what the lyrics mean to them. But I will not be saying what they mean to me at all because I really want people to to come up with everything like everything down to the music, to the visuals, to the art. Because we're we're recreating everything with this with this new record. There's like a, a new Trivium logo. There's a new style of art. There's a new look. There's a new feel. There's new kinds of videos. New everything going on. And um, I really want it up to be to the ear and the eye of the beholder of what they feel like it means to them. So whatever it means to you is going to be right. And. Uh, yeah, I don't want people to go into it with a preconceived notion of what I feel like it should mean, where it could mean something else for that person and that listener. Cool. And All right, sweet. I'll, yeah, I'll see you at my end. Awesome. Thanks, awesome. Matt. Uh, and Matt, when can we expect like the first single from the record? Have you guys decided that yet? Uh, yeah, I have the date somewhere in my emails. Um, let's see. The first single is the first mix that we're getting tomorrow. Um, and then this weekend on Saturday and Sunday, we're shooting the video for it. And there's like a, I believe there's a, there's a trailer coming off for soon that doesn't have any of the music, but has some of the visual themes going on. So uh, I wish I could the exact date. We, we, I think we, we like to, estimates. It's one of those things that people have to keep going onto our website to see when it's coming out because we're not releasing it like a normal uh, single release is. It's more something that's going to start popping up randomly around the internet, I believe. When do we get to see this new logo? Is it unreadable bands? You know, death metal logo. It Sonic is. Yeah, it, it's written in in, uh, in goat blood, and nice. it was used on on all organic canvas. Nice, nice. All right, I'm cool. No, it, no, it's it's just it's it's like a revamp of it's still familiar, but something a little bit new. There's like a new ingredient to it. So, um, I'm not sure when that stuff Career. is. I know if my manager's listening right now, he's probably like wanting to kick me in the head because he sent me the schedule of all the exact release dates of everything. But I'm not sure if we're supposed to be revealing those things or it's supposed to be one of those things that's. I'm pretty you know, sure. A lot of bands, when they're about to release a record, it's like, oh, this band, blah, 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 released their cover art today. And people are like, oh, sweet, I have the cover art, but I don't have any of the music or any sort of thing. I think that it's all going to be a little more. Things will start popping up randomly, and things will start being like passed around through people, like all like the like the old school days. I'm pretty sure if, if your manager were on the air right now, he would say, "No, Matt, go ahead, reveal all your info to Metal Injection." Stop. So, Stop. Yeah, that's what he would say. Uh, can we get? Can we get? Can you hum a riff? Can we get a little riff preview? Oh, we need something to send to Blabbermouth. <laughs> we want Matt Heafy hums Trivium new Trivium single for Metal Injection Livecast. Look already, at the headlines. He already. Revealed that the first letter of the album is a vowel. That's enough. That's that's enough. Is that really a blabbermouth headline though? (laughs) Uh, Anytime anything musical comes out of this voice, it costs money. You guys should. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I have to up the pay on this one. Oof. Oof. Good answer. Good answer. We got we got priced out of that one. (laughs) Yes, you did. Uh, Anyway, we have a ton of callers, so we are not letting you go, Matt. Uh, Awesome. (laughs) Let's take Mike. Mike, are you, are you there? Yeah, what's going on? I'm right here. Cool. Uh, what's, How are you doing? What's your Matt? question for Matt? All right, well, you know, Matt, you've been all around. You've been playing music for a very long time. Um, my question to you is, out of all the countries and places you've been, which place had the best food? Oh, oh that man. Um, That's a good one. The best food, without a doubt, for me, and it's probably because I'm a little racially partial, is, Jap- is Japan. That's, that's my favorite place, ethnically. And... Um, Everywhere that everywhere that I go there, it's it's so cool because it, it's such a mix of like classical, old, and I'm even talking about like architecture. You can go to like the, let me see, you can go to areas where they've got 
statues and temples that have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years, or you can go to places where it feels like you're in some kind of technological future land, like walking around in an area like Shibuya, Tokyo. Um, since Shibuya? Japan was probably an obvious answer, I guess the next place Shibuya. I would have to say would be Indonesia. Indonesia was probably another one of my favorite places. And uh, I just really had no idea what to expect of Indonesia when we got there. Like everything from we thought maybe there'd be like 300 people at the show, and we didn't have any idea really what the food was. We knew it would be kind of, you know, because I'm, I'm familiar with Thai food, I'm familiar with Indian food. I thought it was going to be kind of a mix of the two, but it ended up being a whole, a whole new thing. Tacos. And Indonesian food was definitely one of my favorites. And one of my favorite dishes I had there was a thing called nasi padang. And what that was, it was a giant, it looked like a brick in a banana leaf. And so when you open up this banana leaf thing, you see that it's got a whole bunch of rice, like half a chicken, a fish sausage, and all that spicy sauce in it. And uh, Indonesian food is just really fun to eat as well. It was very, uh, the, the classic, uh, the traditional way to eat was with your hands. And they taught me like just specific fingers to use. And you're supposed to have your leg kind of propped up like on a chair while you're eating. So like, it, was like, it was like a really fun experience. Um, outside of those two places, I think as a whole, like Middle Eastern food and including especially Turkish and then down to like South American, Latin, Mexican food. Like those would be like my first, second, third and fourth places. So the globe. Is what you, is what yes. Like. And, but food is definitely my number one favorite thing in the world. It's, it's, it's food. It's food. Especially and then it's, it's music free. after that. All right. Thanks for your call, Mike. Uh, let's move on to Tim in New Jersey. Tim, you're on the air with Matt Heafy. What is your question? Oh, I just have a question. Um, yeah. I wanted to know, Matt, if, uh, I, I have my band, you're a great inspiration for me, especially my vocal styling. And, um, my, my band, especially everyone tells us we're going to be good and everything like this. And I don't know whether or not to take on that mentality or what to do and, I was wondering if someone like you that has been there can tell me what I should do to be where I want to go in life with this stuff. So, say the first part again. You were saying that people have been saying like that you guys are you guys are rocking and all that stuff, and we're just trying to figure out how to take that all in. Is, is that no, the first I'm, part I'm you're wondering? No, I'm, I'm like trying to figure out there. Everyone says you guys are going to be great. You guys are going to go somewhere. And I don't mm-hmm. know whether or not, like, to take on that mentality of, yeah, I'm going somewhere, whether or not I don't want to be cocky or anything. Yeah. And I do, want, I do want to go somewhere. And I figure, I mean, I want to ask you, especially since you're, like, one of my greatest inspirations, whether or not I should do that and what I can do to gain what I want, where I want to go. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, always take a claim with, like, a grain of salt, whether good or bad or anything in between. Always, you know, be... Be humbled by it, but never take it too much to heart. And that's still something that we do. You know, we still, I, I know naysayers may not believe when I, when I say something like, you know, when people, even when we get like awards or these magazine things or people say this or that about the band, we're always happy, but we never look at it as something that's going to define us. Or, or even when it's in the opposite end, when it's negativity, you never need to, you should never look at that. Is that what defines you? But it's really, you can look at yourself and see what you want and how you want it to happen. Um, the hard thing in music industry is getting harder and harder with bands. You know, even, even nowadays, when I was mentioning earlier in the interview, how I forwarded a record, Warner, uh, Warner bought Roadrunner. So it was like almost like dealing with a completely different label with the same people. So these different terms come about and we're able to learn about like how newer bands are signed and how it's like a tricky world and everything. But the biggest thing is to always make music from the heart and you got to make it for you. You got to make what you want to make because when you start trying to make things to please others or 
or when people try to sway you one direction or another thing. I mean, working with a producer or a songwriter is one thing, but when it's kind of, you know, listening to the internet or listening to press or whatever about saying how to mold your sound, you definitely don't do that. And when it comes down to the positivity, yeah, look at it as a pump up, but no more than that. No more than like, if someone's like, man, you guys are going to be 10 times platinum selling band. You're like, yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate it. I hope so. And then just, yeah. just go back, I know go back to doing your thing. But, um, the biggest thing with, with being in a band that I would always encourage to, to people in bands is the song comes first. Making songs that people can connect to is more important than technicality, more important than brutality, more important than look, more important than anything. It's all about having these songs that can connect to people in a specific way, lyrically and musically. And I'm definitely noticing that nowadays, when, we, when Trivium first came out, it wasn't really cool to solo yet. It was getting there, and everyone was like... You know, obviously the Swedish bands have always been soloing and, and been sick players and everything. But right now in extreme music, everyone is so good at their instrument. It's ridiculous. Like these dudes shred me, they shred Corey, they shred like all their contemporaries or even bands I used to think were the greatest guitar players in the world. But the thing is, is they're lacking substance, they're lacking songs, things that people can connect to at that heart level. So it, it's all about that. It's all about making what you want to make and really making something for yourself because the fact that you can create music and you guys can create music with friends it's it's something a lot of people don't get to do or a lot of people take for granted so if it works out and you guys get signed and you're able to, to take it further awesome and if it doesn't the thing is you need to look at the fact that you're able to do that and then you can put that kind of effort in life and then you can put that towards anything else or even to try again even be like you know what this this batch of songs didn't work out let's try again with something else so always look to yourself for motivation and uh just just make it for you Awesome, cool. Thank you for your question, Tim. That was a really good one. Uh, now we have Jimmy on the line. Jimmy, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Uh, what's your How question? How you doing? Matt, hey, I just want to say that you're, you're my biggest guitar idol ever. That you know, Thanks, I, I even own the biography for Trivium. I mean, you're just, you guys are the best. <laughs> Thanks, man. And, um, I haven't read that myself. I hope it, I hope it says nice things. <laughs> oh, it's good. Okay. <laughs> it's my Bible. Awesome. Okay. My question for you is, how heavy is this new album going to be? I've heard rumors that it's going to be like one of your heaviest albums. Is, is that true? Um, yeah, let's see. If, if I could describe, trying to keep it general, it definitely has some of the most intense moments we've ever done, ever, and it also has some of the most simplistic and melodic moments we've ever done. I know a lot of bands, whenever they're about to make their new record, they're so it's, oh, it's this and this, and it's the most extreme on both ends, but... Truthfully, this one for us, this time around, it is that way. It, it has some of the most intense moments that we've ever done, like stuff that we were listening back and we were like, holy shit, this is kind of heavy. And um, yeah, you, you'll be happy with, without a doubt. For people that dig the band, they'll be blown away with, with the music. And I think that even people that may have not felt this before, you know, if you give it a chance, I think that people will, will, will definitely appreciate it for what it is. Awesome, cool. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for your question. Uh, I think it's really cool that there are a lot of young kids that listen to you guys and that you guys are inspiring them to pick up instruments and to make music. It, it's so awesome. Yeah, we've, we've met a lot of bands that we've actually toured with that were like, you know, bands that we thought were, are kick-ass or watch them from the side of the stage. You're like, man, you guys are awesome. Then they'll tell us later on. It's like, hey, man, you know, we, we wanted to start a band from Ascendancy. You know, we, we see a lot of British bands that have that kind of thing, like bands that are around our age or a little bit younger. And we're always very happy about that because there are a lot of bands out there that have huge followings of younger audiences and they maybe portray like a really 
you know, the sex, drugs, rock and roll kind of thing. And I know we're not exactly in, in that phase of the question, but it, it is always awesome that our, our fans that we always meet are really inspired to do things, inspired to start bands or play guitar or sing, or, you know, some of them want to take it even further when, you know, I, I've recently got a yoga about eight months ago when I've been having a lot of our, of our fans asking me about that and about like what style they should look into or, or, or see like what our other interests are like or food, for example, like I, it's really cool because yeah. I see a lot of our fans are always talking about food now, which is, which is exciting. So yeah, it, it's, it's a really good thing. Like we're, we're definitely very happy that our spectrum of age ranges is, is very wide and it's always been. Yep. Cool. Uh, I think we have Dave Mustaine on the line. Is this true? Oh yeah. Or maybe not. Uh, no, but I do got a question about him. Oh, okay. It just says in my call screen. It just says Dave Mustaine. But all right, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to ask if I was going to ask Matt Heafy, is Dave Mustaine still mad at you for kicking his dog? <laughs> that oh. wasn't Matt Heafy. That was James Hetfield who kicked his dog. Are you uh, sure? Are, are you certain? Uh, I don't know about that. Have you ever but kicked any word, dogs Rob. that you didn't know who the owner I, was? Because it might have been Dave Mustaine's dog. There's a chance. Uh, I've died. Hmm. All right, we're gonna yeah, do... I've never... Uh, I, I wouldn't be able to bring myself to kick an animal, I don't right, think. That's good. But yeah. Paulo Maybe used a person. to call people... I remember when we toured in the van, Paulo would always call people that kick my dog thing. Was that from Jerky Boys? Uh, I think that's Jerky Boys. Well, you, Dave... You kick my dog, isn't that... The specific thing that was just referred to as a thing we talk about on the show sometimes. Dave Mustaine in his autobiography mentions how James Hetfield at some point kicked his dog and they got into a brawl over it. That's how he left. That's one of the reasons he left uh, Metallica early on. Oh, wait, but he got kicked out. Uh, I, well, well, it also depends who you ask, yeah. really. Yeah. Not according to Dave Mustaine. Remember, this is Dave Mustaine's oh. autobiography. <laughs> okay. All right. We have. Uh, um, oh, what was that? Oh, nothing. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, me, me and Dave are friends now. He forgave me. That's good. Oh, okay, cool. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, we have Tanner on the line. Maybe. Danny Tanner? Tanner. <laughs> Danny Tanner? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah? Stephanie Tanner. <laughs> What's what's up, Tanner? Um, I was just wondering if Matt had any advice for like younger band. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, I, I was uh, I was mentioned to one of one of the guys a second ago, but so you might hear some of the repeats if if anyone wants. But the big thing about when you're in a band now is to make sure the same dedication that you have and the same goals that you want for your band that the bandmates share. You know, if you're in a band where it's very serious to one or several of you and it's kind of just a whatever BS hobby to the other one, it's going to be always hard to take it to the next step because you're not going to see as much dedication. Um, all individual members always need to be practicing their ass off. Be really skilled at your instrument. And when when each guy is prepared by himself, that way when you piece it together and you're always rehearsing as a band, you, you work more as a, as a singular unit than a bunch of people, work, a bunch of people in a band. Um, when creating songs, it's all about making songs that count, making songs that you feel represent who you are as a musician, but that also that these songs are out there so people can relate to them. You know, that's kind of tricky. It's tricky to say, hey, write for yourself, but also write songs that people can, can get to. But that, that's, it's all about finding that balance. You know, it has taken me 
five records to figure out what that means, five records to be like, okay, I'm making exactly what I want to make, but I know people are going to like this too, because it's not taking into this different direction of the, the, for the purpose of being extreme, just to be extreme. You know, whereas nowadays things are just getting heavier and more and more technical where it's almost nonsensical that, yes, it's awesome to listen to, but what do you, it, it, when you walk away from a show of seeing some intense band, what part are you going to hum? You know, what thing connected with you? What lyrical line made you think about your life? So I, I would say that, that those are some of the key ingredients that I look for in a band. Like if I'm, if I want to be a fan of a band that I'm looking to see and see and hear those things. Uh, that's awesome advice. Do you Sage think there's advice. a, there, there's going to be uh, material on the new album that people will be wanting to hum after? Which riffs in particular? Can you, can you hum Sorry. which riffs you think are the most hummable on the record? <laughs> Dude, every note is going to cost you like 50 bucks. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Send him the bill after. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, invoice me. No, but, what, your... what's, really fun, what's, what's really fun about this record is, I mean, the other records we've had catchy riffs as in guitar parts, but also vocal parts. But it, it's kind of like trade-offs. Like some songs will have a riff, some songs will have a vocal part. But I, I feel, at least to us, maybe because we've heard it so much, every song has something that, that's recognizable to it. You know, that has a, an iconic riff that you can sing, but also an iconic vocal part that you can sing, which which is a good thing. Cool. All right. We're going to take one more question, and then we'll uh, let you go. Uh, we have Daryl on the line. Daryl, are you there? Uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Daryl, no? Last call for Daryl. All right, no more Daryl. <laughs> Um, all right, one, we have another, we have, uh, another guy. We have Tyler on the line. Tyler? Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? You're on the line with Matt Heafy. What's your question? I'm fantastic. Uh, I was just wondering, what was it, what is it like, what was it like to be in a successful band at such a young age? Hmm. It's, it, it's tricky. I, I think that it's not something that I really notice, and I don't think it's something that we notice that we are younger in a band that is, that's doing something. Um, it, it's more so when we started off, it was a little trickier for us. Um, you know, because like, we can all look back in, in this band and all laugh at, you know, maybe the, the different phases and, and, and looks that we've had over the years and be like, oh, we look like that, or we look like that, we can all laugh about it. But it was a little bit harder when we first came out. Like, I remember being 16, 17, 18, I was stoked that people were going to finally hear our music. And I think the hardest thing at the time being that young was the negativity for me. Nowadays, it's not an issue anymore, but when we were starting off, it was something that was hard to deal with because it was like, man, I'm making this stuff that, you know, that I love because I'm into these bands that all these other kids are into too, but we're getting slapped off for it. Um, I think what's hard about being a younger band that makes it, they get signed and starts to tour with us, all this stuff is that you have to grow up in the public eye. You know, a lot of bands that came out, a lot of the forerunners of metal that were out in like 2004, whatever, when Ascendancy came out, all these bands were a couple of years older than us. So they were able to figure out their look and their style and what they were as people outside of the music while they were still local maybe so before they started touring or before they were in the public eye and it was all the growing that we had to do in the public eye that made it difficult um aside from that i mean we were very fortunate that we started so lucky or so lucky so early um because we have all the time in the world you know i mean you look at the rolling stones they're still going and they're still kicking ass and you know i want to be going that that's what i want to be doing then as well so it's not like we only have five or 20 years left of this. it's like we've got and I, I don't even know how many, what, 
40, 50 years left than us, if all goes well. Um, so yeah, it, it's a, it's a, is that right? 40, 50? Yeah. Well, yeah. who knows? I mean, Depending in a few years, in a few years, we might become robots. It's possible. And you'll live on forever. Yeah, it's possible. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's a good thing. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't trade what I do for anything in the world. There, there are its hard parts. There are its ups and its downs, but still, I, I love what I do and I love what I'm able to do. And I try to do it to the full, you know, because I, I know we do, and I've emphasized a couple points tonight, a couple times tonight, that it, it is about making music that comes from the heart and that is for you. And, you know, I'm talking about for you, for, for me or whoever's writing the music. But we still do realize that what we do is it's not just ours anymore. It, it's something that, that is loved by a lot of people around the world. And it's, it's people that we care about. You know, it's, it's not just something we're a band and that we've got these consumers. It's more so that this, we have a common love for the same thing that we happen to be playing, but we'd be playing it to no one if we didn't have these people that came out and that supported the music. So if it, it's, it's just become this, it's not massive yet. And I've seen really big bands and, and the phenomenon it becomes when they become a little bit bigger, but already at this stage, you know, we, we do feel the responsibility to, to really make stuff from the heart because it's not just ours anymore. It, it's become anyone that enjoys it as well. So it, it's, Trivium is more than just, it's more than just the band now. It's, it's everything and everyone that supports it as well. So we always try to do the best that we can for that. That's and, how uh, we it's a feel big responsibility, but cast. I do enjoy it. Sorry, sorry, what were you saying? That's how we feel about the live cast. <laughs> yes, exactly. All, all the dick I mean, and fart it, jokes awesome. come from it's, the it's heart. A, it's a gateway that you guys have created. That, you know, we're all able to talk to people they yeah. wouldn't normally be able to talk to. Yeah, you wouldn't want to give away your number to, to your fans. That'd be a little weird of them calling you in the middle of the night. Hey, uh, what's your advice for young bands? That's why we have this show. So peace yep. people. To connect well, everyone. I actually have a but question. if everybody wants to know Matt's number, it's. Yeah. <laughs> I have a quick question. Uh, it's Matt, you eight mentioned. Eight eight stud dude. <laughs> All right, Frank. Uh, Matt, you, you actually mentioned this a couple times uh, during yep. the session, but you mentioned how Warner was bought, uh, purchased Roadrunner. And, you know, Roadrunner being a label that was once kind of like really prominent for signing young metal bands and not necessarily doing so anymore. Like, what do you think of the new setup? Are they like, how has it changed what you guys do or how's working with them? Honestly, the, the, the state of the music industry is very scary. And I know that's the word going around for everything. And all the big pop stars say that as they collect their gigantic royalty checks. But it is scarier for the bands that aren't at that level. Um, it's, I think we're in the safe zone because we're slightly established of a band. But I really do feel for bands that are trying to get signed now because the 360 deal is, is the industry standard now. And 360 deal means basically that the record label, no matter what record label is, now independent labels and major labels alike do the same thing. They take a cut and a percentage of every single penny you make from every single thing. So, for example, if I got, let's say I'm in a new band and I'm also about to release a signature guitar and all this stuff, that label is going to get a cut of that, even though they're not doing it. That label is going to get a cut of me on tour, even though it's not them that's on tour. It's them that's sitting at their desk and going home to their family every night. And it's them that's getting a cut of the T-shirts, even though that that's what feeds the bands, that that's what allows bands to pay their rent. 
and data mortgages. So it, it's tricky with it, it, on that completely flagging the 360 thing is apparently what it's supposed to be. If the label takes bits of everything, obviously because records don't sell anymore, but they're supposed to put more money into it to push that band and make that band bigger. So for a band that's new, that has nothing, like that has no ammunition to bring up and to be like, hey, you know, label, you need me because of this. If they don't have that upper hand, it's going to be a little scary. Um, uh, it but is do you, unfortunate. Do you feel you know, like... There are a lot of bands that aren't around anymore. Like, I think one of the biggest mistakes, I'll call Rotor on it every day, uh, is dropping Sanctity. I think that Sanctity on another record would have been, you know, you look around right now, that there are no new metal bands. Like, like with metal kids in it that, that are doing well, like, that, that I can think of. You know, that they're all bands that are kind of intermingled in, whether they're in more so like the punk hardcore world or the more like the radio rock world, but there aren't really any contemporary metal bands that are kind of playing this modern style of metal anymore. Because I remember when, when we were about to get signed, it was Shadow's Fall, God Forbid, Kill Switch Engage, Land of God. I'm not saying those bands aren't around anymore, but they're still around, but there isn't anyone new, like leading a new charge. Um, Rise to Remain is also another band that I feel like Roadrunner should have picked up, but they're going to something else now. Um, you know, they're a band that I feel like is, is a great modern metal band, but yeah, Roadrunner for me, when I was, when I was a kid, was always the the label that was into creating something new, like showing you these new bands that are about to start a movement. You know, even the bands that, that aren't, you know, even the bands that were kind of more in like the new metal realm of Roadrunner, they were all very responsible for starting something important. They all, like they were all trendsetters. And, um, yeah, so Roadrunner was just bought by Warner and then Warner was just bought by a super rich Russian dude. So we'll see what happens. It's, it's changing daily, the music industry. And I think there's what only four or five major record labels that exist anymore. They'll keep absorbing each other. Um, I mean, eventually, when iTunes becomes a record label and everyone can just do their stuff through iTunes, I guess record labels will be obsolete. I mean, there's no way of telling. I know it's a scary thing for a band guy to be saying about a record label, but you need to look realistically. I mean, I'm sure people said back when CDs were, were doing really well, they're like, oh yeah, don't, CD will never be out of phase. The CDs are out of phase, books are out of phase, DVDs aren't worth shit anymore. And it's, uh, it's always changing. So you really never know the way it's going to go. But uh, I wish Roadrunner didn't drop Sanctity. I wish Roadrunner signed Rise to Remain. And, um, but, yeah, they, they'd probably look at their numbers and be like, all right, well, metal's not selling anymore. We need to see what is selling. And uh, it, it's hard to know what's selling. I mean, right now, Deathcore is selling tickets and merch. I don't know if it's selling records. Uh, but there are some bands out there that still do crazy record sales. That, that you wouldn't think would. I, I know, I remember I heard an awesome stack, because I love this band. I love Mumford & Sons, and I heard that they're, I don't know if they're outselling or they're at par with, but it was with Katy Perry. Either they outsold her or they're at par with, and which is amazing. This is a band that, you know, there's pretty much a DIY attitude about that band. I don't know if they're on a major or, or an indie label or whatever, but they came out of nowhere with no ultra backing of the major label and were able to do it themselves and create this whole buzz. And uh, so it, it's it's really about changing changing the game when you're a band, doing it differently, to not do it the way that you're told to do it. And... Um, I feel like that we're doing that on this one, and we'll we'll see what happens with this record. Right cool. Well, thank you so much for your time, Matt. We appreciate you. Yeah, calling thank in. you guys. It was awesome to talk to you guys. I remember yeah. you guys gave us our first video interview ever. Yeah, we it's talked true. about Blumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. There were some new ones, but I don't remember what they were. I learned new ones recently, but I can't remember them. I actually heard uh, an update to Blumpkin called the Crumpkin, where you basically just smoke crack while you're getting a Blumpkin. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a good one. Uh, I'll tell you what, Matt. If you remember them, feel free to call us back anytime. We'll patch yeah, you right and, in. And if you guys want to do another one of these, I, I really had a good time. I love doing the things where we can like talk to people that dig the band and stuff. So we should do another one of these. Yeah, let's do it uh, a we little. Do many, many more. Actually, let's do one every week. Actually, yeah. yeah, there's there's a co-host position that's open. So if you'd like to yeah. be a permanent member, why? Because who's 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 six Sean? <laughs> Sean's out. You're in. Uh, I haven't been bringing the yeah, members. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I dig this. So we, we should do another one before. We do a four-hour special. I okay, kind of yeah. like being call screener. There we go. Yeah, so we'll but, definitely. Um, I, I hope I hope we can allow it that hopefully people can call over Skype too because we've got tons of international fans. We're talking through Twitter today. They're all saying they want to call in. I didn't hear anyone internationally today, so oh. maybe they just couldn't get a line or something. Yeah, uh, we actually they could do like uh, Google Google uh, through Gmail. You can make free phone calls. No, but they could do it through Skype as well. Yeah, I think we could do. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, maybe they were just. I know some people said they were like the first one calling in line, and I, I didn't. Uh-huh. I don't know if I heard from them or not. Well, we did so. have like thirty people, I, and I'm not sure that we wanted to tax you with all that. <laughs> there were still quite a few people online. <laughs> yeah, I'm a long answerer, so you guys might have been around for a while. <laughs> We'll book. We'll book more time with the the call screening next time. So I'm just work on the three word answer. The three word answer. Yes, perfect. I think so. <laughs> no, I disagree. July 27th. I like drugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So make sure to check out Trivium on Mayhem Fest this summer, and of course, oh, yeah. their new record titled album. No, <laughs> stop it, Rob. It's not true. Will Our new album, album will be out sometime in this year. August 9th. August 9th. We'll, your new album album Hopefully. will be out. Hopefully. Allegedly. Unless, uh, it gets, unless we get sold to something else, uh, and then we have to change our terms again. You never know. Al-Qaeda might buy Warner Brothers, and then Death Jam. possible. Oh, man. I would, I would have to. I'd be peacing out. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, we're going to let you go. Thanks again. And, All right, uh, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, and now right. let's let's take it back old school with uh, some trivium from Ascendancy. Whoa. Here's a gunshot to the head of trepidation.
This is Chelsea Blandington. I know what you people are doing over there. With your sex parties, poker games, and whiskey binges. I haven't seen Chuck in three days. But if you see him, tell him the kids, and I have moved in with my mother. And now, it's the Metal Injection Livecast. All right, we're back. <laughs> and uh, that was a shorter... I we didn't did, know we, we were going to have a sex party today. We did yeah. two music breaks. I'm very proud of us. We did them? We did them in the butt. Ooh. Uh, that last song was American Woman by Anal Cunt. Yes, my fave. Probably the best cover song ever of all time. Yeah. Besides Lenny Kravitz, American Woman. That was awesome. I have an anal cunt story <laughs> that I want to talk about in one second. Is it about your anal cunt? No. <laughs> but uh, while uh, while during, while on the break, I can't even speak right now because we just smoked a joint, uh, I was reminded of when I was in Orlando, me, Frank, and the Metal Sucks guys went to hang out at uh, Audio Hammer Studios with Jason Sukoff and Eyal Levi of Doth. And, uh, Wasn't Jason Sukoff in a band with Matt Heafy? Yeah, Caffernum. Yeah. Or Kafarnum? Kafarnum. I don't know. Kafarnum. Anyway, uh, so the thing I remember most was that Colin Richardson, who is this very respected British producer, was like, you know, the studios the studios were like two houses, basically. And us and the Metal Sucks guys, since we were just hanging out, we were always like in the house where they weren't working because we didn't want to disturb anybody. Sure. How nice of you. And... All we really did the entire time we were there was just smoke a lot of weed. Uh, more accurately, vaporize a lot of weed. Because they had a vaporizer in every fucking room, which is yeah. the life. He would roll around with his own, like, I don't even know what you call it. A the, silver surfer? No. The, oh, uh, the whip. Yeah. So he would just hold the whip, and then he had, like, a, a vaporizer prepared. Yeah, he, has, he had his own personal whip, the thing that you pull on. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he had one for guests and one for himself, which I How loved. Come but you guys don't spoil us with that, and by mm. us I mean me. <laughs> Next time we won't take you. Uh, but the funniest—that's <laughs> not what I meant. <laughs> I meant funniest... that the metal injection mansion should the fu- have vaporizers. Oh, I have a vaporizer and a kegerator. <laughs> and a what? A kegerator. Oh, a mini refrigerator just for kegs. Can we have a deep fat fryer and a brick <laughs> oven to make pizzas as well? So there's something for me. And a chocolate milkshake water fountain. Maybe wow. like a, a, wow. a taffy oh, wow. pull. Look at all these demands. These are, hold on, machine. no, these are all great suggestions. <laughs> Can we write these down? <laughs> we need to budget this out. Can we get a water slide from the second floor to the first floor? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about a metal fire injection pole? summer renovation? <laughs> <laughs> Noah is moving. We can put this but uh, the funniest part was that like every time we would start smoking, like I just remember like packing the vaporizer and like about to take a pull, Colin Richardson would walk in the room <laughs> like yeah. like without like any time. And at one point I turned to Axel Rosenberg and I'm like, dude, it's so weird. Like anytime we start smoking, Colin Richardson walks by. <laughs> he must think we're the biggest potheads. And then he looks at me and he's like, yeah, but dude, you are the biggest one. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, fair point, fair point. <laughs> and this was an anal cunt story? This was a trivium story, because they were they were recording. They were recording the album there. Am he, I going crazy? Yeah, no, no, he did no, say I anal said, before I get to the, I said, before I get to oh, the anal okay, cunt story, okay. I wanted to say I thought this. this was the... Okay. Now, the anal cunt story... <laughs> I am so lost I'm very, right now. I'm very, just forget about the transition. I'm not... I never won the tra- the, the podcast transition award of the year. You're pretty right? terrible at segueing, Rob. Uh, 
<laughs> Did I mention I have cancer? <laughs> you're great. You're great. I don't, <laughs> Actually, I'd like to see Rob on a Segway sometime. I thought you were going to say you'd like to see Rob with cancer. <laughs> Only you would say something that means it. I just need to wait a couple of years. Just <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me light this joint. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, the Adelcon story was I was at a... Uh, uh, one of those things at South by Southwest, a panel, that's the mm, word. Okay. <laughs> and I love it. It was like this esteemed music panel and they kept talking about anal cunt mm, nice. <laughs> at this music. And like, they're like, yeah, you know, uh, for example, they were ta- it was a, it was a metal on the internet panel and they were talking about writing headlines. And one guy was like, you know, with anal cunt, some people write anal C star star T, but I'm like, ah, screw it. I'll just write it all. And then like two minutes later, uh, some of the guys like, you know, I don't know about anal cunt. I wouldn't. And like anal cunt got name dropped like five times. And I guarantee that is the only panel in the history, (laughs) in the history of panels (laughs) that had anal cunt name dropped not once, but possibly twice <laughs> well do you consider a police lineup a panel because they probably yeah, name dropped they, there's a few of those no 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 so those are my stories what are yours sean reads esquire magazine yeah apparently fucking we big shot i was at the dentist i just said this get your teeth clean, fucking dentist. big shot with why, why? punk rock that's right no i got uh when i was younger i took a baseball bat to the mouth and that's why my two front teeth aren't even <laughs> was it because of something you said esquire or? is ju- isn't esquire just the maxim yeah. with a larger <laughs> vocabulary isn't uh, that really yeah, what it is? pretty much I mean, I mean and then not as close to like well, I guess I think it's in the middle of Maximum GQ. Like, it's right there. Still trying to be doodly, but still trying to be, like, stylish and classic. You know, right. kind of yeah. at the same time. But, um, no, I was there, and they wanted to fix my fucking teeth. Talking like, about another real. dying industry, by the way. Matt, that's the Dentistry? only place. Dentistry. No. <laughs> <laughs> magazine publishing. True, That's yeah. the only place you will read a magazine is at the dentist office. I realize I can get fucking magazines on my, my Kindle. <laughs> you have a Kindle? I did. I got a Kindle. Reading Esquire. Who are you, Sean I was just thinking. Sipping on a Chardonnay. I don't think there could be a douchier, intro, uh, like, beginning to a sentence than, so I was reading Esquire on my Kindle. <laughs> really? <laughs> just the other night. Sean Crescent. I was laying on my couch with my Kindle on my belly while Chelsea Blandington's voice read me American Hardcore while I drank a beer. <laughs> wow, so you don't... <laughs> I don't even read it. You don't even read it. You get the. the, (laughs) Chuck Blanington reads reads me my books. It's literally on my gut while I lay on the couch and I drink a beer. Shame on you, sir. You're obnoxious. Why? Sean Gresson's, that is a phenomenal story. I want to burn through books, but I don't want to use my hands. I want to hear books. So I listened to this book the other day. It's fantastic. And I don't want to have to like download them all or get CDs or something. It's all right there. It holds 35,000 of them. And I can just We're not laughing at the fact that you have a Kindle. We're laughing at the... <laughs> Laughing at the fact that you have the audio feature on. I got a mega deal because I'm like an Amazon super shopper. God. <laughs> You're like, the, the, the humble brag torch has been passed, sir. But don't you like books? I love books, yeah. Like I, holding I, a book? No, I, I burned through books. like no, This Kindle, was the, I just got it like literally last week, and I have one book on it, the second edition of American Hardcore, and that's it. Like, I, I'd rather burn Are you going to use it? Probably not. I actually don't like the the user interface of it. Like, you know, just... 
the page turning and holding like it holding in my hand. I don't like it. Every time I see somebody on the train with a Kindle, I want to smack it out of their hands. Yeah. So it's just because you're badly. jealous. You wouldn't dare. No, I could. It's not like I'm poor. I could buy a Kindle if I wanted to. I have no yeah. interest in e reader. Yeah. I like having actual books. Well, that's your that's your your opinion. Some people yeah. like having fifty books at their disposal, or Fuck just em. the ability to to download a book immediately. Fuck them. Supposed to yeah. wait for it. I've more Fuck gotten em. to the point where. I'm sick of moving. Shut up, you whore. I'm sick of moving with Johnny books. I was talking to you. Yeah, I know too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, it, like literally, I put fucking ten books in a box, and like the movers fucking are sweating down the stairs. Like everywhere, everywhere I go, I've moved to a different apartment every year, and I can't stand having. I literally have like eighty, you know, hundred books on my shelf in my place, and I, I need to get rid of this shit. Why don't you so put it in storage or put, put like do a That's swap not tree? A lot. Swap tree books for yeah, other but these books. are all like coffee table nonfiction size books. These aren't just like so. Little... Go to like Strand and trade them in. Scan in yeah. the photos. Well, I do the swap tree, and then I, but I end up swapping them for more books and more DVDs, and yeah, just take that's the same why I just go to Strand and trade them in for cash or something. So I understand. They do that. They do. They, that. they sell used books. I assume they pay. How for How much them. do you think your Anne Rice books are worth? Uh, well, they're up there with Dean Kuntz, and uh, I don't think it's pronounced that way, Sean. Dean Kuntz. And, yeah, I think uh, that's the and my Danielle Steele collection. <laughs> <laughs> the complete. Uh, what's like a, a book discography? Chicken soup for the hardcore soul. No, no, no. What's like like the book version of a Is discography? It a, bibliography? A, book, a bookography? No, it's a series. A series? Yeah. Nancy Drew. Catalog. Like the Boxcar Children. I don't know what that is. Are you kidding me? Does anyone know what the Boxcar Children are? Goosebumps? Are we talking about Goosebumps? Like, no, yeah, Goosebumps uh, came out the same time. Is that little rascals like? Like they're a bunch no, of young like, hobos? No, it's like it's uh, like two boys and a little girl, and their parents like died or some shit. And instead of going to a foster home, they run off and they live in a box car in the woods. And so then they, they solve fuck mysteries. each other and jerk each other off. Yeah, it's kind of like Flowers in the Attic. Children's book. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like a Nancy Drew for the runaway for homeless, homeless kids. kids. <laughs> Weird. It's like where the day takes you. Is that that movie about the homeless kids in L.A.? Is that yeah, what I'm thinking of? Will Smith. What? Not, I never saw it, but I remember. Men in Black? You would Yes. <laughs> but I'm probably going to listen to my Kindle tonight. <laughs> rather read my beer. See, what you, if you were serious about it, when you, you'd go on the train, when without headphones, just have the Kindle. It's like, fuck wow. everybody. Like, the, a, a couple weeks ago, I was on the train, and some kid, like, kid, he was probably in his 20s, early 30s, was playing, like, a video game on his phone with the sound on, like, really obnoxiously oh, oh. loud. And somebody turned to him, he's like, could you turn that down? He's like, no, I can't. Like, what the fuck? Yes you, yes, you clearly can. Stop being an asshole. I look up to this person, though. They just don't give a fuck. It was you know? annoying. But, I don't know. Like, clearly he was playing it at that volume just, just for the hopes of you. starting shit. Sure. It's like when you're on like a like an Amtrak train or a Greyhound bus and someone is like playing their rap music where everyone on the train can listen to it. Why does it, it gotta be rap time? music? It's the only Racist. thing I've ever heard loud. I, what? You clearly don't use public transportation very often. I don't. I took this I had a dude. It. I There was a dude that was on the train that was listening to like uh, like Headstrong by Trap. <laughs> oh, wow. And like, like. So into it, like his life depended on it. Like, was this the ghost rock, of Robba Pass? Rock it out. No, I hated that song. I hated <laughs> Give that me song. a break. Do you like Come the on. album cuts? Do you like the deeper yeah, cuts the on deeper, that album? I like, <laughs> he was more of a Papa Roach than a Trapped fan. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, no Sean knows me. Exactly. Infest was a great album. <laughs> Is that what it's called? <laughs> the first Papa Roach album was called yeah. Infest, right? Yeah. Sid liked it. What At was the that time thing? I did. 
What was that? At the time. Yeah. Cut my slice of of pizza. <laughs> that was it. No, there's more to it. No. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. It's though. great. Anyway. Anyway. I forgot. What when I was are we going to get that guy on the show? Kobe Dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or Jacoby, whatever his name is now. Can we bring in Kobe just like a Shadda. bunch of shitty like new metal people that really want to probably yes, talk to us? Really, the truth is that Kobe Dick is just Andrew WK yeah. with a haircut. Uh, we need to get the singer of Alien and Farm here. Yeah, with that when he had that the, shitty part shape, the reverse mohawk. Yeah. Didn't they get into like some big van accident? Say kerfuffle? Is that no, what you're gonna I was going to say car accident, but I was like, no, it's probably a van. Kerfuffle. <laughs> I don't know. All right, turn this off. But they were awesome. Painful. Hey, play us some Alien Ant Farm. Please don't. They're the worst. <laughs> Please don't. Anything else? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Alien Ant Farm, everyone. Never trust a band that gets popular by doing a cover song. Of Michael Jackson. Just like Limp Bizkit with Faith. Yeah. Oh, my God. Such a backdoor way of getting totally popular. Totally forgot about this band. Awful. Yeah, where's that fact? What is, the, what is the date on it? What is the year? When did this come out? 2001? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. That's crazy. It's 10 years ago. This is sophomore in college. Uh, Awful. Uh, 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 all right, we could. Trying to find that uh, that song that that American dude made about Osama. That one. that American dude. That really <laughs> patriotic. Uh, uh, that's um, Toby Keith. Toby Keith. No, 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 no. no. It's the American John Ray Rich. John Rich. Taylor Swift. Wait, I got an email about it. Hold on. Give me a second. Keep talking, you guys. Keep talking. How can we talk if you're not involved in the conversation? Oh. I don't understand. <laughs> She's saying that Your you monopolize the conversation. Yeah. I monopolize the conversation? No, well, I said it's impossible. I, anyway, so as I was saying, I, I, have, I have found... He's a type A personality. That's good. Here we go. A for AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> A is always for AIDS. <laughs> oh, maybe that's the name of the new trivia album. <laughs> a. a for AIDS. <laughs> Turn it up. Rob, stop shaking your, your hips and snapping your fingers. Too into it. We're going to beat you the American way. By no faking it and putting it on the news. What? Oh, Jesus. Okay, quick, I've had enough. Wait, wait till the chorus. We have to wait for the chorus? Yep. There it comes. Hey! And you hey. like this? Hey. No, it's ridiculous. Oh. This was written in 1983, right? Oh. Record it to Rob's last FM. Yeah. You. Uh, this is actually listened nine. to this 63 yeah. times this week. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is faint out of the picture. Oh no, he. I think he wrote this after September 11th, but he's bringing it back. Right. Why? They're reissuing this guy because they just got him. Because because they got him. <laughs> oh. Apparently, I'm a denier. A denier of what? Show me the body. My mom was saying that, okay, let, let, let me bring this up before the show ends. 
Uh, so took out my mom and my dad and my fiance to a nice Mother's Day dinner at a fancy French restaurant. That's cute. And before the food is even served, my mom always has to stir up the political shit. And she watches Fox News, so obviously we know the slant there. So she, she's like, what do you think of this whole Osama Bin Laden thing? And I'm like, what do you mean, what do I think? He's dead. Great. And she's like, so you think he's dead? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, we didn't see the body. I want to see the body. And I'm like... Who the fuck are you? And in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is Mother's Day, but I cannot humor her. It's too stupid. I can't. So I'm like, who the fuck are you that you need to see the body? You think think Congress is like, stop. Sid's mom is not convinced. We we can't show anyone. Let's show her the picture. It's like the right people have seen. I, I believe. Really? really? Yeah, put yeah. That, put that shit out. You know, Why? Make, make an effigy. Why? Because Sean wants to We're jerk off savvy. on it. Sean, Sean wants true. to Photoshop it onto mm-hmm. onto. I think it'll body. come out when nobody gives a shit anymore. Yeah, so yeah. the faster we get there, we could all move on. Is the JFK <laughs> shit going to come out like, soon? Like next what year? JFK shit? Like it was 50 years after it happened, and then all it's the information the, came out. No, I think some stuff came out, but there was still a lot of stuff redacted. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, but that's what no, I thought. Like After 50 years, the case is all open. I doubt it. No, they're never going to. They're never going to. That's a bummer. But Wait, so JFK existed in your mind? He was well, an actual person? He was an actual person. But you never, but you were, how do I don't you know? think he got shot. You don't, he's <laughs> <laughs> just a pooter. He's just a great actor. That was just After Effects. So. And, <laughs> and the blood ketchup. Yeah, exactly. Ketchup everywhere. I've seen Night of the Living Dead. That was the same time. Period. But uh, speaking of, no, this has nothing to do with it. Vanessa just texted me and Great said she's sitting next to uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. at an Italian restaurant right now. Uh-huh. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> tell her to throw a meatball at his face. Tell, tell her to shoot him in the eye. I thought you were going to say, show me the money. <laughs> tell her to walk you up to me like You know who's hitting on her right now, by the way. Oh, yeah. But but does who she wouldn't? know where Carrie King is? So. <laughs> <laughs> no, where is Carrie King right Orange now? Orange Julius. <laughs> yeah, why haven't we got an update recently? Do we really need one? Oh, I haven't heard from Lucas. Carrie King time. is with a snake. That's true. Snakes. 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 All right. She should uh, walk up to Cuba Gooding Jr. and be like, oh my God, you're the guy from radio, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're the guy from Gone Fishing, right? Okay, that's <laughs> that a movie he was No, in? no, he was, what is he in? Snow like, Dogs. Like, no, Boat Trip or something? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was it? We were working on Boat Trip. Yeah. You were robbed for the you Oscar should, that year, man. Just be like, so you don't understand. That is my favorite movie. How was it working with Greg Kinnear? Okay. <laughs> oh, wait. So Snow Dogs. Wait, wasn't Boat Radio, Trip the movie with uh, Horatio Sands where they were like. They pretend uh, to be gay or something probably. like that? Wasn't yeah. he on House Guest? What? House Guest with Phil know. Hartman? No, that was Sinbad. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry. that was Sinbad. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. How dare you? Racist. And when it's a movie, they're in the movie, not on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> what did I talk. say? Oh, yeah. Was, was, he, on, show. Yeah, show was, was he on Housecast? No. Was he in Housecast? <laughs> this has been your weekly be live like, oh, Tell her to be like, oh, my God, aren't you Omar Gooding's brother? <laughs> Omar Gooding Jr. You know Please. who that is? Yeah, but you know well, who? Wild and Crazy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And Donnie Jeffcoat. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm a cesspool. Why is that not on DVD, huh? Uh, Nickelodeon, waiting, wake the man. fuck up. You can catch it on gas. Nickelodeon okay. Games and Sports. Oh, okay. Yeah. I might have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I work well, for Viacom. Crazy kids, I work for Viacom. My hey, family dude. was too poor to afford Nickelodeon at the age demographic that they were targeting. Yeah. I got it too late in life. Me too. Clarissa yeah. explains it all. Salute your shorts, perhaps. Oh, I know Clarissa. Hey, dude. Yeah. 
I just None explained to you. Remember? Welcome, Frank. Nickelodeon means The Adventures of Pete and Pete. That, oh, I, I have those on DVD. Classic. So do I. Yeah. Rugrats. Yeah. I'm really, really going to relate to that, I, The I, Adventures Doug, of yes, Pete and Pete now. Huh? I'm really going to relate to The Adventures of Pete No, that, and seriously, you would like that show. I yeah. thought I would. Oh, no. No, it was yeah. a really good, funny show. Yeah. There was cameos by like people Henry Rollins and Iggy Pop and Michael wow. Stipe and uh, it was, it was, no, it was Henry Rollins complaint. I'm telling you, you'd be into that show if you gave it a chance. I'm I, telling you. Look, no. look, I, I'm I'm taking the opposite viewpoint of you guys. You told right me now. to get into Community so and let I me, did on your word. Let me just play Take this my role. word now. Oh, that and get into Pete and Pete. Uh. Oh, that girl fucking Allison Brie on that show. Woo. Whoa. God bless. <laughs> All right, She's I think that's a foxy. that's yeah. a good point to continue the show. Now let's uh, wrap things up. We'll be back next week with another all new episode. Uh, Do we have to? Oh, you don't have to if you don't want to. You you can skip it. If I skip it, are you guys going to be able to? Yeah, sure. We'll do it exactly the way. I would love that actually. Yeah, shorter trip for me. What are you going to do next week that you're going to skip it? Masturbate. Yeah. I'll just be in the other room masturbating. Just finger blasting while she's taking a dump with her feet up on the walls <laughs> like she's in a go-kart. Finger blasting. <laughs> yeah. The rectal rooter. Ooh. I don't know what that is, but it's awesome. You don't know what a rooter is? Yeah, like a rotor rooter? Like a yeah. garden weasel? Well, just imagine it in a rectum. <laughs> rectum. He has. Mm-hmm. Wait. Mm-hmm. Is there like a crank on it? Like a fucking egg beater? Um, I think I would say it's electronic. No. Oh. Wrap it up. All right. I'm waiting. (laughs) We're waiting for you guys to finish your your little sidebar. Our butt garden weasels. Your butt bar. (laughs) I was wondering when the show was going to get to ass pimples and mayonnaise. Right now. (laughs) Let's (laughs) run with it. it. That's your comedy team with Rob, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, they called you guys in high school. I'm not going to say who's (laughs) here. I'm mayonnaise, so. Uh, I was a total ass pimple in high school. <laughs> total ass pimple. <laughs> Dude, there should be a shorter a shorter name for that. Ass pimples. AP. Yeah, like you have swass and stuff. There should be a... Swass? Lonnie calls Sweaty them grimples. Ass, ass sweat. Lonnie calls them grimples. What's a, why grimples? I don't know. I just remember he used to talk about how he would have grimples and they would hurt. And he'd, maybe it was the pimples on his ass. We'll be sure to... Ask him about that yeah. when he comes on the oh, show. Oh, I'm sure weeks. he'll he'd love to talk about. Maybe grunkles. they're on his grundle. Possibly, mm-hmm. you scratch him right off. Take a lit cigarette and burn him off. I don't like people that don't call it the taint. They call it grundle or dotus. No, it's it's the shit. taint. It's a taint. The gooch. The gooch. Yeah. That's another one. Yeah, I, don't... I like the gooch. The gooch was on different strokes. Leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville it says was? the gooch. Well then. Mm-hmm. Just really like the Gooch. <laughs> I'm sure you do. It sounds like the, it sounds like the nickname of like a Fonz character on a yeah, on a that's 70s. fucking the Gooch. We'll call you the or Gooch like for somebody now. in the Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, can we all have nicknames? I'm tired of having our real names. Well, what's your nickname? I don't know. Do you want to be the Gooch? I don't really. We're here with I don't know <laughs> and the Gooch. I'll be the, the Gooch. gooch. <laughs> <laughs> with I don't know and the Gooch. I want to be the bear. The, 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 Gooch and no, the Rob's bear. the bear. That, there's no That's settled. Keep that. Yeah. You're the twink if you're anything. The I don't know about that. I got a beard. I he's the ginger. Doesn't, you're you're trying to like an no. otter. I'm here with It's the ginger <laughs> and the bear. An otter is actually a skinny younger bear. 
It's the Ginger and the Bear. <laughs> Live at night. Only on Metal Injection. Ginger and Bear. I like that. Is that the noise of the ginger or the bear? I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're <having> um, <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right. I feel like we should play a song, but I can't think of one. What's like What's like a parody? We Smell your dick. Exit with. A parody? Yeah. A, a parody. Uh, um, Nothing. Uh, the, do, since it was Mother's Day, do uh, Robert. Okay. Oh, yeah. We'll do that. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Like I said, we'll be back next week. But one of us will be dead. Who will it be? You'll have to tune in. <laughs> Sean. That's probably.
Robert, I come to America to give good life to your to my son. I'm sorry. So I want to give you pants, and this <laughs> is right, how you right, treat we'll, me. We'll go to Old Navy. You can buy me some pants. Oh, I have so many good pants ready for you. You're going to look so beautiful. All the Russian girls are going to love you. It's going to be so great. All right, great. I'm very excited. Just stand, stand up straight a little bit more, please. 